like you, you people never know what they're capable of until they're tested. You know what I mean? And, and like that's one thing I always say. I like people who are fucked up and like paid their like paid their dues and like came back. Like I always got more respect for those people and people like, oh man, why are you giving that guy another chance? Like because he's he's proven that he's deserving of one. He's been tested. You know he 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 walked in the fires. Yeah, he got burned a little bit, but he's still here. You haven't been fucking tested. I don't know what's going to happen when the, when the shit goes goes south. You know, you might fucking run home. Welcome to the show. What's up, everybody? This is Dante coming back again with another episode of Off the Mats Podcast. Previous episode, I was testing out some new microphones. It was a little funky with the sound, so I went back to the old old standard. So it should be business as usual. So this week's guest is a good friend of mine, and I know you all probably think all my friends come from Instagram. I do actually have friends in real life. So that, That's right. That's right. <laughs> keep keep so, them all um, on salary, you know? <laughs> Well, that's what my grandma always told me, you know, keep paying them and they'll keep showing up. So, <laughs> so um, my guest today is a good friend. I'm an old friend, actually. Uh, in real life, uh, we've we've uh, worked in the past on a previous podcast, always been there, you know, at get togethers. Um, and he's on this this episode. We're going to talk about some martial arts. We're going to talk about um Defensive tactics, law enforcement, things of that nature. Um, so my guest this week is going to be my good friend, Adam Russman. What's going on, Adam? How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Just got home. You got me in the nick of time because you ever have one of those days at work, you're just like, eh, I can't wait to go home and like drink beer and do whatever. And then like all of a sudden your buddy's like, hey, man, where you at? You're supposed to meet us like 20 minutes ago. And you're actually like, and that was almost me in the podcast. I was on the phone. I was on the phone with my mom, my my. My youngest, my baby sister, I've got two younger sisters. She's had her second daughter. But since my wife had COVID, we haven't been able to go visit yet. So I was getting like the baby update. And like I saw your text message, like, oh, shit, I got to go. I thought I was late. So I'm not late. That means I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm all right. I was actually um, all day kind of just kind of hanging out. I, I took days off for for my birthday so i was like all right i'm taking some time off from work i want to reset and i've been just sitting on the couch all day watching chippendale's rescue rangers and you know just being goofy with my daughter and then i looked at my phone and saw the time i was like oh shit i gotta i gotta go set up adam's probably waiting for me little did you know hey bro how (laughs) crazy is it that chippendale rescue rangers magnum pi and Indiana jones so i just I just found yeah. that out like three months ago, and I'm like, son I saw of, it, son of a bitch. I saw it, uh, what? Yeah, a couple months back, and I was like, I was like, no, it's not. And now, you know, I'm looking at, I was like, holy shit, it is. It, it, but I mean, it, I, it I don't think, is. I don't, I, I think they really kind of insulted Tom's. I can see, I can see Chip being Indiana Jones. Like, I, I can get like they're they're both like the, the tenacity of both of those characters is kind of on the same level. But like Dale's kind of a goof, and I never felt like Magnum PI was a goof. I think he kind of got the short end of the stick on that one. You know, like if I was Tom Selleck, I'd be upset. That's all I'm going to say. So I agree with that. And I look at and I start thinking, I was like, all right, if they're going to go that route, you know, if anyone's going to have the mustache, I felt like Chip would have the mustache. 
Yeah. Like he, yeah. he just looks like a mustache kind of guy. But you know what? Then you make Indy, you know, you, you making him a goofy guy if you if you give Dale the Indiana Jones style. So and I don't think it goes either way. But no, it I don't know. Work, it, honestly, if I'm Tom Selleck, I'm I'm probably considering suing, taking legal action. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm that kind of guy. Is, but that mustache is just too cool. It's just like that mustache, like, man, don't worry about it. Everything's Dude, all good. I train with a guy who um has more chest hair than there's hair on anyone's head and he for a brief moment he he went with the mustache and i was calling him magno and it was just like dude just embrace that mustache there, there's if you Arme- have it Ar- armenian it. guy no 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 white white dude oh, okay all right so, all right i'm so. calling me surprised <laughs> Don't, trust me, me too. Uh, <laughs> nope, nope, just pl- nope, nope, just plain old white dude, old-fashioned white dude. So no, anyway. I well, happy, belated, our- happy belated birthday again. Thank you, thank you. Um, 40, 43? Yeah, that seems like the right number. We're going to go with 43. I, yeah, it is 43 because I got some message on my phone talking about um, 10 tips that any 43-year-old should be doing right now, money tips. And I was like, wait, like for. Like, how does this fucking phone... Yo, they're sending me advertisements based on my age now. Dude, Baskin-Robbins knows, man. It's they always creepy. do. <laughs> my, my first my first credit card that I got had my birth... For whatever... Like, I scribbled my birth date in there for, like, an application. I got it. And it had my birth date as 1950, right? Mm. Like, whoever whoever transcribed it. So, for... And this is, like, right at the, like the very... You know, the late 90s, you know, the very establishment of like the internet and, and all this data being electronically, you know, between different businesses and stuff like that. So forever I've been getting AARP stuff. Like to the point, like if you do one of those, like, you know, you pay $5 internet searches, it still has like my birth date is 1950. Um, so I'm like, dude, I'm getting to the point now I can like, I can like start collecting social security on that shit. Now, like uncle Sam probably legitimately thinks, you know, that I'm, you know, I'm 70 some years old. Right. I should, hey. you know, I mean, that, that makes sense, right? I don't know. Hey, so, I every time I see some kind of a, a slip up, I try to play it along until <laughs> they tell me that it's wrong. The um the mixer that I have uh for the podcast and stuff, I've received everything perfectly fine, but they keep sending me emails telling me that hey, our records show that you still haven't gotten your uh, equipment. Do you want a refund? And, and no, they asked, do you want a refund or do you want um a replacement mixer? And I didn't want to do the refund because I felt like that might get a little slippery. And I asked them for a mixer. And then they're like, okay, we'll do it. And they haven't done it. So I think they figured it out. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna let it be what it is, dude. Fuck them. Yeah, hey, man. Hey, so yeah. uh I, I got one question for you, man. Yeah. Are you ready for for the Snyder Cut of the Justice League? Absolutely, bro. I'm like, I, I'm. I know. I know this isn't. I know this isn't a nerd podcast. But I mean, I guess you get into the whatever topics you. The, the, yeah, you yeah, get in whatever, whatever topics you want to get into. Um, yeah, man. I'm, I'm super. I'm super stoked. Uh, March 18th can't get here fast enough. Um, yeah. Yeah. Four four mm-hmm. hours because I, I don't think they're doing I don't think they're doing it like an episode that they originally thought they were going to do it. Now it's just gonna be like a four hour movie. The, the info keeps changing, but it sounds like it's just going to be straight a straight shot. Nice. But I I don't know what we're going to get, but 
I know come the 18th, I'm working um, by myself on the 18th. And usually that's a quiet day at work. There's a yeah. good chance that's what I'm doing. Bro, I'm, I'm thinking about taking off of work on the 18th. Oh, no, no, no. I think I am. No, no, I'm off on the 19th. Never mind. Because the 18th is a Thursday, funny enough, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what was weird about it. Because that comes out on the 18th, and then the next day is um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, awesome. That starts on Disney+. Plus. And I was like, wow, that's... Well, you know what? Back to back days, you know, I'll go with it. Um, well, you, you know why? You know why I'm a fuck up friend? Like a buddy of mine's getting married, but he's getting married out of state. And anytime it's an out of state, like wedding, like, I mean, it's going to cost me a thousand dollars to go to this guy's wedding. Right. And I'm all good. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, all, I'm okay with a thousand dollars. But you know what makes me a shitty friend? <laughs> when I found out, like, oh shit, that's the same wedding that Mike's having his wedding. Or the same date Mike's having his wedding. It's like, oh man, I really want to watch that. <laughs> That Justice League movie, but then I, I realized it was a Thursday because we, we were flying out Friday. You know what I mean? Like I didn't want to, I didn't want to yeah. make it. I was like, I was like, hey, bro, I almost skipped your wedding to watch Justice League that I could have watched anywhere I was at because I have HBO Plus on any streaming device or whatever. But yeah, I'm, 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 I'm really excited, man. I really hope that this uh, gets the the DC uh, extended universe like back in the right in the right direction, which I think it will. For um, sure. So I don't. There's a lot of questions though about it, not just that, but just the DC cinematic universe in general, because we have Matt Reeves Batman with uh, Robert Pattinson coming up, and what does that fit into anything? Or, or are they just going to do much like they did with Joker? That's just a, a one-off by itself, and we're not going to connect it to any of this um, bigger universe. Also, I would imagine, at um, if the Snyder cut uh, does, you know, what I think is going to do, which I think it'll do well, will they, when, will they then decide, okay, well let's go with more. Yeah. Because well, I, I think so. So what I understand is it, what I understand with that is that first off the, the Batman, the, you know, whatever Mike, Mike Reeves, whatever his name is, the, the director, uh, the pet, the yeah. Pattinson movie. That's in da- that's in danger apparently because uh, yeah because <laughs> because yeah, uh, the Batmobile if you it, the Batmobile has a function that not many people know about if you put quarters into it it vibrates so it has a fold out bed <laughs> that's right um and it has a uh, it has a lube dispensary on the back of it you know um so there's there's some there's some issues going on in in that production uh, and then because of COVID and and then Pattinson like refuse to work out and all this other bullshit. Um, yeah. But they got, they got Henry uh, uh, Cavill signed for three more movies. And I'm excited now, for that. Yeah. And now they're in, they're in talks with Ben Affleck again to do some like, you know, Deathstroke versus Batman movie. And Ben Affleck is definitely going to be in, in Flashpoint. Um, I just I, I think that there's a I think there's a uh, an avenue to, for us to see Zack Snyder's original, um, you know, vision of, of the DCU. And it's funny, man, because recently I just got HBO Go, which is the best money I've spent. Um, I mean, I, I'm 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 a Netflix Netflix guy. I got Disney Plus. I think we dropped Hulu because we just we're not watching enough. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I, I you know when I work out I'll, I usually have like HBO max playing in my gym 
Um, and I just like finished watching Man of Steel, and then they had the the the, the fucking directors, the extended cut of, of BVS, which you know, it, like I understand the the criticism of BVS, and a lot of them are valid, but the director's cut makes it like a fucking hundred percent better. Um, it, it almost makes it a different movie when you get all that, oh, when, for, for when sure. you get the extra stuff, and, yeah. and everything's in context. Now it's a different movie. I, I think I think the ice on the cake would would make to make. Um, what's his face? Lex Luthor. Uh, what's the guy's name? The actor. Um, uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. Like you find out that he really is the Riddler. We talked about this before. Like he really is the Riddler. Yeah. Like he's taken out. He somehow he took out Luthor and, and, and pretended to be his son, you know, or, or, or something. And then you yeah, find yeah. out. And, and then you have, you can like bring the old Brian Cranston in as, as the real Lex Luthor. But I mean, they they've gone too far away from that because I think that was the original concept is they had the Riddler and. You know, but you know, Eisenberg's kind of weird. He he's he's kind of growing on me. Like I, I still don't like him, but I, I can I can see how like generations from now, I think people will love his performance. I know that sounds crazy, but you know those like those strange performances, like you know, years in the line, just kind of becomes like a pulp type, like yeah. uh, you know what I mean, like like uh, like uh, um. A Nightmare Before Christmas is a good example. Like people just fucking mm-hmm. love that movie, and it's fine. It's it's not a bad movie. I enjoyed it when I saw, but it's it's always been one of those movies for me. I'm like, you guys love this a lot more than I think it deserves to be loved. Not saying it's a bad movie, and don't fucking come and hunt me down, you know. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I think I think people are gonna feel that way about BVS, like like how people feel about Empire Strikes Back. You know what I mean? Like I think it's gonna be one of those move movements, and if the DC universe keeps on going the way it's going, so I think. Hopefully, well, like so, I thought about this with with Matt Reeves, his, his version of Batman, because Riddler's supposed to be the villain there. Yeah, yeah, um, you know the main villain, and he was actually at the helm anyway before they moved to Robert Patterson, Patterson, uh, where it was supposed to still be Affleck. So it it, it would seem like you know as things kind of connect when you connect all those dots. You know, it wouldn't be far-fetched to say that, you know, the whole Riddler thing from BVS, you know, could have been a possibility just, you know, when you put that connection there. Um, but, yeah, like I said, you know, they're probably just so far away from it now that they're just going to go with what they're going to go with moving forward. Well, well, but, well, could you <clears throat> could you imagine if they, like, if they recast Ben Affleck to do the Batman again and just reshot all the scenes? You know, they've done that before, like Back to the Future. Yeah, they almost completed yeah. the whole movie with the original actor, and they're like, "Nah, fuck this guy. We want to hire a new main and like reshot everything on Michael J. Fox." You know? Yeah, that would be actually be it, nuts. It's weird seeing pictures um, with the original was um, Eric Stoltz. Yeah. It's weird seeing the original pictures of Back to the Future with him in it, and just it actually looked it just looked eerie. It, yeah. it looked unnatural, and it maybe looks, because we're just looks, used to Michael J. Fox. It looks dopey. That's the only reason I could say. Yeah. Like, like it, it, you're so charmed by that film, you don't realize that. And then, I, dude, I'm not. Back to the Future is probably one of my favorite movies of all time. I mean, I've got mm-hmm. a, you know, a fucking one six scale DeLorean, um, and uh, but like it is kind of a goofy. There's some goofy aspects of that movie. It shouldn't work, but it it does work, and it was which makes it so brilliant. So anyway, I don't know. But I mean, yeah, yeah, dude, I I can't wait for Justice League. I'm I'm super excited about that. There'll probably be some good fight scenes in it. Uh, see, oh, I came back. Snyder, with the whole fight so theme. <laughs> definitely. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I've always liked Snyder as a filmmaker. Um, so 
I, I think the action is going to be as expected. Yeah. And Steppenwolf looks fucking badass. I like the way he looks. I don't mind the way Darkseid looks. Um, you know, so yeah, I'm 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 stoked, bro. I can't wait. Um, can't wait. It, even with uh, shit, what the fuck are we talking about? Justice League. <laughs> uh, even with Justice League, uh, the Snyder Cut coming out. You know, again, we still have you know a sequel for Aquaman coming up. You know, we just had Wonder Woman eighty four. Um, you know, I, I don't think that Matt Reeves Batman is in this world, but you know, DC, you know, they're making you know, you got Shazam, you know, yeah. Shazam 2 coming up. So, DC, and you got Flashpoint, you know, Flashpoint just started. oh, yeah, and Flashpoint, duh, duh, duh. Um, you know, they're moving in a direction where they, I always feel this way with Warner Brothers, like, look, they have three of the most iconic superheroes in the history of superheroes mm-hmm. with the trinity batman superman and wonder woman it's just it has the, to work the, the holy trinity yes i've heard of it continue <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only trinity the um, only trinity <laughs> they, they trust me we're not afraid to be blasphemous on this podcast you're, you're going um, to hell you know, well so many yeah. other things <laughs> yeah but um but you know they've they've got you know those three characters it's just like it it, it has to work you you know because yeah. i mean when you look over at marvel studios even before disney you know bought them out you know they they had characters that no one cared about iron man no yeah. one cared about captain I mean, america bro bro when we were kids no, iron man was fucking garbage like yeah somebody's like hey man uh i Hey, you want to trade some combos? Sure. What do you got? I got a, I got a Captain America Iron Man. Anybody want to be like, fuck no. If, <laughs> if it's not Spider-Man or X-Men, you can suck a dick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I had one fanta- Iron Man Fantastic comic. Four, get out of here. Yeah, I had one yeah. Iron Man comic too because it has Spider-Man in it. <laughs> Only reason I bought that motherfucker. So, um, yeah, I probably still know, have it someplace. I, I have just all these comics here. That, like whenever Marilyn Phil comes over, he sees the you know the the uh, short boxes of comics, and he'll yeah. you know he'll catch eye of something. He gets excited. I'm like, dude, I I'm gonna be honest. Out of all those comics, there I've probably read seven pages of each. Mm-hmm. Like I I never finish a comic, and it's it's very sad. Um, well, I, I read through all of the Walking Dead, so that that's about it. But otherwise, that's, that's work for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they okie doked me when um I did the digital free copy. And I read issue one, and I was like, "Well, that was good." Then I bought the trade, which was five bucks because they had a little sale going on. And then after the sale ended, I I had already spent what fifty bucks on trades. So I looked at Sarah. I was like, "Dude, I'm in. I got to get more." <laughs> so, and well, I, and I've been there since. But I, I think the last comic I got was I think Marilyn Phil bought me like the Batman Catwoman like marriage and that's it man I'm like I'm kind of I'm so satisfied from the Marvel Cinematic Universe like that that energy requirement of my life is being fulfilled by that I don't need like I don't really need like I might have bought some graphic novels maybe like two years ago I went like you just you know, I went like, hey, man, we're the nice hardback. You know, give me the bougie comic books, the nice hardback fucking graphic <laughs> novels. I want to I want to waste money. You know, I bought like two Thors and an Iron Man. No, two Thors and a, and a Spider-Man because I wanted to read up on like, the Doc Ock. Like I didn't know, I didn't know that storyline. I got about oh, halfway man. into that one. 
fucking put it aside. And then I had the, the Thor Odinson, like the God, the God killer series, okay. which I think yeah. the new Thor is going to be based off. Got about two thirds of that, put it down. And then the other one still got plastic wrap on it, man. Um, I, I'm so, I'm so satisfied. Like the era of comic books that I, I love the most, probably from like 98 to like, I don't know, 2012, 2000, maybe, maybe 2010, like that 12 year span. Um, and that's kind of where we're at in the cinematic universe, you know, I mean, with the exception, I mean, like, and I, and I guess civil wars is like the big linchpin of that. Like those are the story arcs we're seeing. Like I'm good, man. Like, like kids, the kid, you know, kids can't wait till I get home on Friday since we watch WandaVision. You know what I mean? Like that's, Even though I think Joe's, I think Joe KW's like uh, theory of, of like waiting until it's all done and watching one foul swoop because WandaVision is fucking, they can suck my dick on these fucking cliffhangers. I mean, I love it thus far, <laughs> but that shit is not necessary. Give me a little bit more, all right? Then stand stand by. I'm like, I, I saw I saw a good meme. It was like the uh, the Captain America picking up the hammer scene in uh, mm-hmm. in in uh, Endgame, and the hammer gets thrown, and then all of a sudden, th- you know. Um, Thanos turns around to see what it is, and there's and it's the WandaVision. We'll be right back. And it was like if WandaVision, if uh, Endgame was written by the the WandaVision people, and I'm like, yes, man, fuck that. Give me, give me some more, man. So normally, I'm I'm in for you know doing the weekly thing. It, it it gives me something to look forward to. But I agree. Well, I think what bugs me with the WandaVision, um, just weekly is that the episodes are so short. So. Yeah. The last, the last three are all supposed to be an hour, apparently. So, that's, so I'm happy with that. It, at, from what I understood, it was supposed to be nine episodes. And then, yeah, the last three are supposed to be an hour. But then this was just episode seven. It was 37 minutes. So I'm thinking maybe we got Okie Doke and there's going to be 10 episodes. And then these next three, I'm hoping that's the case. Um, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but, there's only, yeah, there's only two left. Fuck. But... Oh. Um, but yeah, as far as um, comic books go, yeah, I, I went to third um, out to Third Eye in Annapolis, um, picked up. Well, I don't know what the fuck did I buy. I got an action figure, and I know I bought some comics. I just can't remember right now. Oh, Ninja Turtles, uh, the last Ronin. But um, you know, I tried to look at. Is it is a trade for that out yet? No, no, they're only on book two right now. I, I'll, um, I'll I, I will pick that up. I will pick. Yeah. That up. It, like I'm kind of regretting picking up one and two because mm-hmm. I'm like, I should just trade weight it now, but yeah. I'm, I'm committed. So now I got to wait it out, but um, it, it's, I'm hard like pressed to mm-hmm. look at any of the flights and tights because, you know, we're getting the movies, we're getting the TV shows and then trying to pick up the comics and read them. It just doesn't, in the comics, at a point now, and maybe it's just because I'm older now that it's just a little—I don't want to say goofy, I, I, but it is. I think they're getting too. I think they're getting. They're going too too far. There's it's a, it's too rough. Like the like yeah. the meta the meta story involved and stuff. Like there's this one Superman book I I picked up and I was thumbing through and basically there's like a it's like a robot Superman that his superpower is the he's the meta of the ideal. Mm-hmm of Superman or, or the good guy. So whatever power he needs to beat the bad guy, he will always have. So it's, it, so it's like, it always, 
it's like that one punch man scenario you mm -hmm. know what i mean so like his new power is to art always win you know and i'm just like that's fucking dumb bro yeah, you know like get, right in these things yeah yeah but it, but it like it gets into like this metaphysical like like you know we're you know it identifies that there's many universes and some of the universes observe the other universes so like it it rec it like kind of it pseudo breaks the fourth wall to realize that you know there's there's layers of existence and consciousness and shit like that. So it's kind of it's kind of cool how it gets into like that metaphysical concept. But at the end, it's like oh y'all just doing a one punch man. Y'all just want to end that yeah. Goku versus Superman argument forever. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, there just, was it's something. Too, it's just too much, man. There was something last year, maybe I'm not sure in in time frame now. Just COVID knocked out a whole year for the world. So I don't even know what year we're in. But there was a something that was going on in DC where Lois Lane, she's aware of the multiverse, like all the other uh, versions of Superman. Oh, yeah. herself. I, I remember that. I, I, I do recall something, something about that. Uh, that was, with, was that with Dr. Manhattan? I, I'm that? not sure. Uh, believe it or not, I actually read an article and well, I'm sorry, I'm lying. I read the first like three lines of the article. But that's what I saw. I was like, "Oh, okay, I get, I get the ideal." Yeah, I, I, I usually get sleepy after the third period myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just right, right to bed. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I vaguely remember something because every once, every once in a while now, I'll get like on you. I had that YouTube Red or whatever for a while, um, mm -hmm. where you could like turn your phone off and still listen to it. And I was knocking out some like the comic book, like you know, what's the deal with you know X Men you know, genosis or whatever. Mm -hmm. And just like, like some of those guys do a phenomenal job. They, you know, they're not going to get enough credit for me. Cause I can't remember their fucking names. Um, this one guy's got a great voice, like a really deep baritone of voice. I'm like, man, I could listen to you. Can you just like call me up and talk to me to go to bed and whatnot. But, uh, just knocking that out, driving to and from work uh, for a while. But then, mm -hmm. you know, I don't want to pay the two ninety nine, So cause I can be cheap like that sometimes. I got rid of it. But that, that's, Dude, that's my that's my comic book updates, man. But I guess I guess we should start talking about fighting at one point. Uh yeah. I mean, we're, we're about twenty five minutes in, so like, is that, is that the, like when, when when do we tell when do we talk about our nerd weeks, man? Just let me know. When, <laughs> <laughs> I got about uh, a year. And, I got about a year and a half of backup, so I, I've made I've kept my list up to date, though. Better than me. I I, I actually uh, just went on. Um, nerd race the other day and it was like shit i don't like every time I, it's like a nerd quarter so then i started writing notes like physical notes um and went on and then i didn't even go over the full list and i was just like eh, let's hit the sweet spots but um yeah yeah but, hit the highlights man like i said like whatever you know we just kind of go where we go on here but um but yeah let's let's get into um and in, into the world of self-defense fighting and grappling um yeah especially more so on your end uh you know as we we're talking earlier on uh because you you know, have uh experience with the canine units correct yeah yeah the canines of you know defensive tactics firearms um i did martial arts pretty much all through my younger time um yeah i guess i'll give you a little background on that i mean so you know my my mom actually got us into it when we were little kids um and we did that at like the local school for a while it's like it's like the take one taekwondo bullshit you do like when you're fucking eight you know i mean and the one thing i would say is it's great 
to get kids in there to like get flexible and, you know, and flexibility. And now that I'm, you know, got the great chest airs rolling, you know, and the, and the great sideburns, I wish, I wish I was a little bit more flexible. I would injured myself as much as I did. Um, so I did it on and off for a while. And then when I was 15, uh, I got really into, there was kind of a, a more sportier karate school, uh, like the, uh, the teacher there, he did, a, he, he was a boxer originally. He was a boxer in the air force. And then he got into Tang So Do. Um, so it was kind of a cool school because we did a lot of sparring. Um, and that was like, that was like the main, the main thing. There was no grappling or anything. And, uh, we did that for a while. And that was, that was a, that was a good amount of fun. And one of the, uh, the cool things you see that these things called dog days where we go to other schools and that we just spar. I mean, like we had the, the little, you know, the music we'd be playing and they had buzzers set up on, on the music to you know, give you one minute, two minute, um, you know, rounds. And then it would, it would beep again and you stop and it give you like, you know, a 30 second, 45 second break. And then you go at it again. And I mean, dude, you want to talk about this fucking the best workout in my life. I mean, it was, it was great. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, but you know, every once in a while, you know, this was in the in the '90s, so this is right when like the grappling stuff was kind of coming on the scene, and I, I kind of floated around. I went, I you know, I went to some Aikido schools, and like some of them were fucking junk, and then I went to some like, uh, you know, I messed around with some judo guys, and they were fucking rock stars. Those guys were fucking beasts. And but then, but then I would like mess around with some guy who was who was boxing, and I you know, and 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 the conditioning from that. I mean, like, I never jump. I mean, I fucking jump more rope than I did throw punches. Um, so I, I did that for a little while and probably till my like early twenties. And I had, uh, I'd been kind of a heavy kid in school. Um, and then I kind of got into like, like my six, like, like between 15 and 16, I, I like did that for a while. And I, and I started lifting weights in school and I dropped a bunch of weight. And then like in high school, like last year of high school, I just fucking blew up. I just, you know you know just going to denny's every night to eat to eat and i got really heavy and i think over between my 18th birthday and my 21st birthday i lost like 90 pounds and uh you know so i was like you know 270 and i got to like 180 and um i had found a martial arts school it's a vietnamese it's a it was a vietnamese sect so it was technically like a like a buddhist sect but they did everything and i'm not talking about no like bullshit wushu like they did kickboxing a lot of kickboxing real legitimate they did they did grappling they did do like more traditional stuff but like it was a fighting school like you learn how to fight um and i stayed there up until you know i started having kids and i just couldn't train anymore um mm-hmm. and uh you know we we do everything and, and, and to this day i still call my master master ken and he's He's like, um, he's like an evil Mr. Miyagi. That's how I always explain people, you know, uh, like he's like Mr. Miyagi went to the dark side. Um, speaking of that, I just started watching Cobra Kai. I'm like on three, I'm on three episodes. I'm, I'm fucking loving it. I had that, that's, I'm, I'm not that far into it yet, but, uh, Same. we, we, um, so he, uh, he's the kind of guy. So I went to the school for the first time and like all I did is like just conditioning. I mean, just like horse stance jumps across the room for 45 minutes, didn't throw up. And like, and I had already been training for like, you know, six, seven years at this point. And I thought that I was, and I thought I could hold my own. I, you know, a couple scraps in there, there and, you know, Dante punched me in the face once. I did, you know, <laughs> true story. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I, I think was a was, different person then. I, I think it was over Star Wars. <laughs> Dude, God, I, it was probably a, a drunken Dante. Just well, we, like we, we were all we were all drunk. We were all drunk, but it was it was funny. Anyway, so um, you know, so I thought I was kind of hot shit, and and I and I came from a a a, a sparring school, and um, you know, I was a young punk, and I wasn't scared to fucking mouth off the people and and uh luckily i didn't get my my ass fucking killed in hindsight um so i went there and like for the first three months um he was like your shit is he said you're fucking weak you're you're fucking garbage and uh for the first three months that's all i did was conditioning and i fucking loved it man i love i love that 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 like uh group workout like any any um like boot camp type workouts and stuff i for whatever reason i just feed off that like like I love doing hit workouts and stuff like that. You put me in the gym with like a fucking weight bar and I'll, uh, it, it's, it's boring. So I mean, I like doing that kind of stuff. And so we stayed with that school for, for many years. And I mean, I trained, um, I would go to school in the mornings. I'd get off at 11. I go there. He did let me teach like a kickboxing class to like a school, like a private school. And I did that for a while. And then when they leave, I did two classes. And then when they left, I trained for him with him. And so I had to go to work like at five. So I was literally working out five to six hours a day, Monday through Monday through Saturday. Sunday was the only day because they had like Temple or whatever there. And um, so I got in like phenomenal. I was like in phenomenal shape. I, I couldn't I, I couldn't eat enough food to, to keep weight on. Um, and I just I loved it, man. It was every it was every waking hour. That's all I did. Is fucking even when I went to work, I was working security. I, I do my homework. I get that done. I lock the building up, and I go in the, up in the gym, and I work out more. I just I was a fucking machine. But what kind of happened there? And this is kind of where I found out. And I wish I, I didn't do all that crazy shit early on. It's like I just kept on injuring myself. Like um, you know I, I you know I fucking tore my fucked up my knee. I fucked up my ankle. And my knuckles are all fucked up. My nose is all kind of fucking crooked. Punched in the face too many times, and um. And then when I got to, and then, you know, I, I don't know, did you, we talk about the law enforcement job yet? Oh, no. Uh, no, not yet. Okay. So I've been a cop for um, almost 18 years now. <clears throat> and so when I went to, when I went to the academy, I loved the defensive tactics. That was like, that was my jam. And um, if you ever meet, like, there, there's a certain, and, you know, Dante, you probably know what I'm talking about. Like, there's a certain way a guy that moves who can fight. It's like you can sense that, like the panther, in, like like he's like a panther, like yeah. a like a like a cat, like a like a, a uh, like a bird of prey or like a cat, like a feral cat. And yep. um, we had this we had this instructor. He's a little motherfucker, man. And um, I guess the other, the only other thing is like uh, like my my stepdad. He was a big wrestler, and like all my guys that I lived around where I went to high school, they were all wrestlers. So we used to that that was like my introduction to grappling it was all my wrestling buddies, but like, I didn't like where I was located was not the same school that they went to. Cause I was in a new, newer development, but I was like right on the line. So we all like hung out around the same area, but I, I went to a school the opposite direction of them. Um, so I never wrestled with them, but we, you know, we just get drunk on the weekends and, and beat each other up. So <laughs> I got into the defensive tactics and that's when all like, you know, you know, grappling in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu was just like the, the, the bee's knees. Um, and, uh, you know, it just started dominating everything. And that's what we kind of moved more towards is in defensive tactics, but it's, it's different though, because there's not the sport act aspect of it is, you know, you're not, 
you have other tools. You, you know, you got to worry about protecting your weapon. You don't want to get on the ground. You know what I mean? Necessarily. Um, but you love being on the ground. Like, you know, fi- fighting on the street is a lot different, especially when like you're rolling off a fucking curb or you're, you know, you're, you know, there's, you know, you're rolling onto a broken bottle or you're in a fucking bus, which is the situation, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, OC and somebody in a bus, everybody's getting deconned. It's not a fun thing. Um, so I did that for a while. And, uh, you know, I, you know, I'm older now, you know, I mean, you got the, got the great chest hairs now. So now it's just, you know, you, you don't want to, you don't want to fuck around with nobody. I, I would love to get into jujitsu now because I know that if you find somebody who's really, you know, a good teacher and you and you're a level headed and you're not a fucking hotshot, you can roll and do that stuff into your, into your golden years. As long as you're not, you know, trying to kill one another. Um, you're trying to, you're trying to master that chess match of the mind. Um, uh but but nowadays uh you know i in in the competitive thing that i was doing before i always found like there was a level and i don't know if you experienced in jiu-jitsu where if you don't practice you you get to find a sweet spot like if you don't practice more than x you're never going to get any better but if you practice x plus y you're always going to be injured you know what i mean and for whatever reason I just never, it never got through my head that, um, Hey man, you need to have a rest day, you know? And it wasn't until I got older that I was like, Oh no, man, I, maybe I shouldn't have done, maybe I shouldn't have ripped my hamstring and sep, you know, second degree separation of my, my, my collarbone and shit like that. And hyperextending my knee, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're like, yeah, that probably wasn't a, that probably wasn't a good idea to keep showing up and, and, and getting on the mat when you're all fucked up and your bandages all, you know, your hands all fucked up and whatnot. But, uh, you know, that's what you do when you're young, dumb and, you know, the rest of that saying. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, I think martial arts in general, you know, I, I think that, uh, it totally changed my life. Um, it gave me, it gave me a certain level of discipline. Um, it, uh, trans- transformed my body for sure, uh, which gave me a level of confidence and it, it, change the trajectory of my life <clears throat> to where I, I couldn't imagine my life without it. And to this day, I haven't trained. I mean, my, my middle daughter is 12 now and that's pretty much, wow. that's pretty much when I stopped training for like, you know, routinely, um, at least, you know, like three, three to five days a week. Um, but even to this day, if somebody asked me about master ken i mean like like i own my i own that guy my livelihood i mean that 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 guy changed my life for the better and like you know he, he could fucking show up tomorrow like hey, hey, adam i'm moving in i'm like okay and i my master ken impression is perfect you know he's like i i got i got him down i can i can call his mom as long as i don't speak vietnamese she'll think it's she'll think it's him um but he could show up to, he could like he's the kind of dude like no, no joke i got to, you gotta imagine evil miss Miyagi. Right, he call you up. He's like, Adam, what you doing? Oh, well, hey, Ken. Yeah, we just got back from Thanksgiving from my mom's house. Yeah, I know. I'm out. I'm outside your door. I'm coming. I'm coming over. Uh, okay. <laughs> and I look out there. He's like on the cell phone. Like at the front door. Like, like I bullshit you not. Like on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I know. I, I, I outside. Like, did you think you're gonna catch me in a lie, Ken? Like I was gonna be like, oh yeah, I'm still at my mom's house. Um, and then you know, then he, like he stayed for three or four days, and like and kind of this like wandering, you know, twenty uh, first century, you know uh kung fu hermit <laughs> anyway i think we need more of those in this world yeah yeah so uh yeah man um i, I you know it, it it uh martial arts and and um it, it, i've always still love it 
Um, I, I I think now I suffer from like you where you can't watch an action movie and be like, oh man, it's so fucking stupid. Like you're super critical of their of their shit. You know what I mean? Yes. Especially Absolutely. especially especially like weapon weapons handling is my pet peeve. Like, get your fucking finger off your trigger. Where are these guys triggered? Like, God damn it. Um, yeah, yeah. I, um, I I don't even have any weapons training, but when I see when I see that they got guns and their fingers on the trigger, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, yeah, like like call call in an expert. Or when somebody's shooting a Glock and they keep on pulling the trigger after it's empty and, and it keeps on like mm. you hear the trigger pull like that's not how Glocks work. They don't do that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, that's 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 a rough nutshell of my. You know, um, you know, and then and then my favorite stuff now, if you want to get into the defense thing, is is the canine stuff. I did uh, about ten years ago. I got into um, protection dog training and stuff like that. And I, like everything else, I get involved with. I got fucking obsessed with it, and it became like you know, two four hours a day. And uh, I've had three dogs in that time. My newest dog, he's not as he's not as good as my first dog. My first dog is amazing, but I mean. Um, I always tell people if you got, if you got the space and you got the discipline and you want to have a dog, you can, you can train a protection dog that can be as friendly and, and a great pet and people come to your house and he's just as lovely as can be, but that motherfucker's a man stopper if need be. And I don't care how fucking badass you are, a fucking, even a, even a 60 pound mal, you know, wrapped around your, your forearm, you're not doing anything. <clears throat> so, um, and, 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 and if it's a hundred pound, hundred pound shepherd or hundred and forty pound Roddy, yeah, your 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 ass is through. Uh, nature has not given us the tools equipped to to fight that without a weapon that we constructed with our own hands and and and, <laughs> and know how to use it effectively. Um, but that shit is fun. Man. Oh, it's 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 so cool. So I remember, uh, I believe I was in Delaware at the time. I think I was sixth grade, and we had a speaker come in. I remember talking about they, they were. Um, uh, it was also worked with K nine unit, and he was talking about, you know, me, you know, being the kid. I thought I was the fastest fucking creature alive. And it was like no man can outrun a dog. Correct. And I remember just sitting there in my head thinking, bullshit, whatever. I can fucking outrun plenty of dogs. Like I, I, I outrun them all the time. I just run to the tree and I climb. They've never caught me. Um. <laughs> But, you know, but from that day, that shit was always in my head. You know, as I got older, I started to realize, you know, just how nature works. Like, look, these animals, they're built a certain way. We're not built how they are. We're soft. We're soft as baby shit. So it's just like, like you said, if if Roddy get a hold of us, Shepard gets a hold of us. Yeah, (laughs) you're not winning that battle. I had this uh this little Belgian Malinois a female. I mean, she she might have been fifty five pounds. I mean, she was pretty light compared to I had a, a ninety four pound shepherd at the same time. But that dog was so fast, you know, so fast. But one day I was curious, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna dust off the old physics books and like calculate, you know, if her max speed is X and her weight, like how much in impact. And like she was hitting harder than the shepherd. You know what I mean? Like, mm. like I mean, like when he got his when he got his arm, you know, his his jaws around, he's definitely gonna break your arm. Um, and not to and not to imagine the puncture where, but like that dog hit and like those mouths, like those are the the dogs that you seen like John Wick. Those those are mouths, yeah. Belgian Malinois. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess I guess now everybody's a dog expert now because before it's like, what is that one of them 
them Belgian Maltoses or whatever they're called. Uh, anyway, but they launch like like she she was a little dog, but like she would jump up and her back would be straight, like taking a bite sleeve at like a grown man's eye level. You know, so that that mm. little bitch that little bitch just running at you forty miles per hour or however the fuck fast she was and just jumping up there and having a you know they don't call them fur missiles for nothing or malingators. <laughs> I mean, she just you know, and she would take an inside bite, which means like she would she would bite somebody's peck. So you actually turn mm. the bite sleeve in. And she'd bite inside inside the body and not outside the body, and that, like that's kind of a courage test to make sure the dog's got like you know is not a, is not a pussy for lack of a better term. So like the the decoy would run at the dog at the same time, and the, and the dog still got to commit to the bite and not be like scared to back down. Um, but she would run at you and just hit you in the chest, and you'd spin around three or four times uh, before you hit the ground. And I mean, like if you didn't have the pads on, I mean, just that impact, like that punch in your chest would you know, knock the one out of you. And then, and then by that time you're trying to pull this thing off your damn, you know, pec- pectoral bite. I mean, it's it's pretty nasty. I'll, I'll tell you, man. Like uh, all these, all these. I mean, like you'd be you'd be surprised. Like especially for home protection, like, you know, I, I like firearms as well. But like any firearms are just like martial arts. If you're not gonna if you're not gonna be dedicated to put the hours of of like blood, sweat, and tears and training. It's not doing you any good. It's like a green belt, you know, just enough to ass kicked. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and uh, and uh, these, these guys are like, want to buy all these damn fucking AR 15s, and I got, got this AK over here, and I got this saw over here, and blah, blah, blah. And I just bought this new EOTech, and, you know, they get all this fucking furniture on their weapon systems. They're like, all right, that's cool, man. How, how many. How many uh, rounds you put through that thing? Oh, I haven't shot it yet. I'm like, well, that's not gonna do you any good in a fucking fight. And like, you know, hey, you're gonna you're gonna come out and start shooting a uh, a 12 gauge shotgun at some shadow in your fucking house. Get the fuck out of here. Um, you know, you gotta train. You gotta you gotta train with it. Um, yeah. And, and uh, you know, but like fucking fucking, I'll tell you, man. Somebody sees a, a fucking dog at your house barking at that intruder. They're not they're they're another second thoughts coming in. And that that throwing the uh, the steak or the bone in the window to pacify the dog that that's not going to work because <laughs> they're not going to eat unless they're, they're trusting the environment. If they're barking and snapping at you, they're not they're not trusting you. So yeah, we share sure. that in common. Um, <laughs> uh, and and it's funny because you know even thinking about that, there was an incident not in my own home but a friend's home years ago. Someone, no one was harmed. But, you know, the wife comes down to let the dog out. You know, they had they had a smaller dog and someone had broken in. Like when she came oh, down shit. the stairs, there was someone at the sliding door. They ran out, you know, so, you know, that that's, you know, very, very fortunate thing there. Um, You know, the husband, you know, she calls her husband. He rushes home. He worked nights and it, he wasn't home just yet. It wasn't quite time for him to get home yet. He rushes home. You know, um, you know, in a panic, you know, the next day he takes her out to the shooting range. You know, they already had guns, but, you know, he took her out to try to shoot, which, you know, that there's nothing wrong with that. I think if you have a firearm in home, you know, you know, all responsible adults, every everyone should know how to um, handle it and, and respect it. But, you know, you know, an important factor in there too. like, look, if you got to use it, know how to use it. But the one thing that I was thinking, and I always think this when, you know, people, you know, speak of, you know, having a, a gun protected home, it's like, look, do you have it on you all the time? Because if not, and somebody breaks in, 
you know, I, I'm a firm believer in knowing how to defend yourself with and without a weapon. Um, Correct. You know, yeah. I'm not of the mindset of saying, oh, well, you don't need a gun if you if you have martial arts. Like, no, because yeah. like, that, that's I went, not how it's played. I want all the all the gadgets on my bad utility belt. You know what I mean? Fuck yeah. <laughs> like, I, I grappling hook too. I want it all. Like I, I, I want, want smoke I want, bombs. I want a la- I want a laser in my watch and everything. Um mm-hmm. yeah, man. I mean like that that's that's the that's the that's the truth. And then like it and it's I mean a lot of it comes down to is uh like you know the situational awareness and and, and I think that's the the most important thing when you talk about mar- if you're talking about martial arts because you want to get your you want to get your you know your your workout on or you want to work on you know technique and you want to get the in because there's the intellectual aspect of martial arts that we don't really talk well maybe maybe you do maybe you do talk about it a lot but like um and there's some philosophical aspects of it and, and discipline and stuff like that but uh you know if you're if you're not focusing on that that condition aspect of it you know i kind of lost my train of thought there man where, where are they going with that that, that's about, what we do on this podcast as well. It'd be, all right, just I guess you know it's not just about beating somebody's ass, but I was I was trying to make you know more eloquent, whatever. Ah, it'll come back. It's fine. It's been a while since I've done I've done this, so you know I'm a little rusty. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, oh, well, yeah. I, I, know what I, was, I know what I'm saying. Like right. if if like uh, you know, in in the martial art aspect of it, you know if you're if you're if you're doing it for the self-defense aspect of it, the, the, the biggest thing is, is situational awareness. You know, like I talk, you know, and whenever I used to teach, you know, any defensive tags, like me and another, another cop, we used to do like a, like a woman's one for women and whatnot. Um, I feel like they get, they're going to solve it inside, like they get away or whatever. Is like when you're walking down the street and there's three lights, there's three lights burnt out on, on the right side of the street, but all the, all the, Lights on the left side of the street are still there, and lights you, you know, lights your friend. You know what I mean? So cross the street, be 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 aware, of the situational. And that, like when I go to a restaurant, you know, I I have my back to the my back to the wall, and I can look at all the you know the entrances and that. I have my back again, you know, to somebody coming behind me. I mean, there's yeah, that absolutely. kind of stuff. I mean, like <clears throat> reading body language, re- reading pre-assault indicators. You know, not putting yourself in that situation. Like that's your greatest tool. Like if, if you're if you're throwing down for somebody and you and you don't want to be throwing down for somebody, then you then you fucked up. And then, you know there, there's a lesson that you missed or a lesson that somebody didn't give you, because every fight is chaotic, every fight fucking hurts. You know it might not hurt. You might get a couple good shots off of somebody, but when that adrenaline cools down and you've overstrained or twisted something or done something stupid to yourself, it, you know it's going to come back like God damn it. And then nowadays everybody's got a everybody's got a fucking phone. Everybody's got a goddamn lawyer. Um, science, science and shout out to Science and Kirk. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I mean, and, and like even with the firearms thing, man. Like, even, like we we both live in Maryland, um, the People's Republic of Maryland. I'm not trying to make a political thing. I mean, I'm you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty middle down the road with a lot of stuff. But like, dude, somebody walks in your house and you shoot them, you are probably still going to jail. You might not. You, you might get acquitted. Um, you know, but you know, there's there's going to be a lot of expenses that that are going to come through. Um, and, and there's a lot of trauma you better be prepared for because you're, you're probably getting charged with, with murder. Um, in, in unless yeah. you can, unless you can clearly articulate, articulate that person's, you know, uh, opportunity intent and capability of, and of wanting to murder you or, or, or seriously injure you or your family. Yeah. You're probably, you're probably going to jail. 
Um, yeah. And you know, I, I know I know stories like right down the road from where I live. Some you know, some guy was banging on the door, like, "Man, fuck you! I'm gonna I'm gonna kill you and your wife or whatever." And a dude shot the door and killed him, and the dude went to jail. The owner of the home, and, and the yeah. guy was making making verbal threats and trying to get in the house, still went to fucking jail. So, yeah. it's, which is um, crazy. There's a story out where I li- where I used to live um, about five years ago, and at my current job, I had a tenant, and he, he was a peculiar peculiar peculiar. He was an odd looking fucking guy. Can't say that goddamn word. Um, he, he was no, an odd looking guy. <laughs> yeah, I, maybe it's not real. Um, <laughs> he was an odd looking up. guy. And, you know, I'm, I'm walking hallways and I'm, I'm the kind of cat that, you know, he was in the hallway. He was crying. I'm the kind of cat. It's like, you know, hey, man, what's going on here? All right. You know, you need someone to talk to. What's going on? And he opened up and he was talking about what happened. He just gotten out of jail because he shot and killed someone. Um, someone was trying to break into his home. And yeah. it, there was some there was some fuckery to the story. So I don't know. But he ended up basically, you know, shooting what three three shots. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it but there was more to it. I think I think it was two people that he ended up killing. But mm-hmm. it, it's just like I understand, you know, the 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 need and desire to protect your home. Um, I I don't do guns in my home. I just just. Personally speaking, I'm a dark person, um, and I've had my dark moments. I wouldn't harm my family, but I don't. Well, I mean, you, I, can't. I mean, Don, Dante, you're not that dark. <laughs> eh, you know, <laughs> I'm a shut in. You know, I, you know, I, I haven't gotten as much sun as needed. <laughs> Low on vitamin D, uh, <laughs> but um, but no, you know, I've I've had moments where you know things could go wrong, so I just choose not to have firearms in my home. Um, you know, I'm all in favor of anyone else. Hey, if you want guns, be responsible. Cool. Have a blast. Um, no pun, but yeah. the, uh, you know, the ideal though has always been to me, you know, be able to do both. If, if you can protect yourself with a weapon, also be able to do it physically just because you yeah. never know, you, you might not have that opportunity to get to the weapon. So you might have to restrain somebody. You might have to, you know, put someone down. But yeah. uh, with this gentleman who who I was speaking with in the hallway, you know, just thinking back to what you're saying, you know, especially here in Maryland, you know, you I shoot think- somebody there, there's you know, it's not going to be cut and dry like in a movie or a TV show. You shoot somebody, you know, there's there are consequences, not just you oh, know, yeah. that yeah. they're dead bodies. But now you have to go away until they can sort this chaos out. And then, like I said, there's trauma involved with that as well, because. Oh, yeah. You know, I feel like any, you know, typical person, you shoot somebody and especially shoot and kill them. There are going to be some, you know, some issues that you're going to need to work out later on. At least I know I would if I shot and kill somebody. I'm not just walking away from that. I mean, dude, we're we're so removed from violence as as a culture now that it's very I mean, dude, like it's hard. I mean, it's hard for people to go out there and hunt for the first time and like in like process an animal. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like seeing, like seeing blood, and um, like uh, I, like a, I don't like like go too crazy on work stories, but we, I just had a, I mean, maybe, when was this? 
it was a couple of months ago. I don't want to give too much away because you know places and yeah. time and protect the, the protect the guilty and the innocent. But we had a we had a uh, some kind of violent assault, and um, the victim was the victim died. Um, there was trauma that one of my one of my officers was trying to like you know you know stop the bleeding, but it was like it was everywhere. And like when I went on there, like I, I walked on the scene, I'm like, oh yeah, he's, he's about to go. And it was, that wasn't three minutes later. The EMT showed, you know, EMS showed up, and they got him on the gurney. And he he was, you know, he was he was gone before he got in the ambulance. Of course, you know, they they pronounced it the hospital. And my and my guy's covered in blood, and we already got the you know, the scenes. And my next thing is I got to get him deconned because he wasn't able to get like protective equipment on in time. Like he came there right when the guy was like messed up. And anyway, but dude, j- just that incident, you know, like he didn't see it happen. He just the, the guy got stabbed and then like he, he had like stopped the bleeding for a second like the, the guy but then he broke the seal trying to get like paper towel and as soon as he did that it opened up and the artery just started to fucking gush and you know my guy was my guy was fucked he was fucked up man I could I could see him like hey listen man we're gonna go get some decons I gotta, I gotta take you and get you some shots in case he had an like a HIV exposure or something like that or any kind of any kind of exposure um uh but like you know and He's a military veteran. You know, he's been, he's been, he's pretty new to the job. Um, but I mean, the day before, if you asked him, he probably thought he was a tough guy that'd be prepared to see some shit like that. But then, you know, you know that 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 messed him up, man. He he, he needed a couple of days after that to have somebody die in his hands like that, especially that violent over some over some something crazy. You know, like 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 almost like, hey man, you just stepped on my shoe. Type of type of like interaction Jesus. between two st- between two strangers. Yeah, it was fucked up. Um, but yeah, we, we're so removed from violence, um, and like you know, like like I said, even even from processing your own like you know meat. Um, I remember the first time I went hunting with a buddy. Man, it was kind of it was kind of difficult to you know you know field dress this giant ass deer. I was like, oh man, this is gross. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and like pulling out his stomach and everything. I'm whoa. <laughs> but then I, you know the second or third time it's it's not that bad you get you get used to it really fast especially if you're fucking hungry that's the weird one um yeah i bet yeah that's that's yeah that's the weird that's the weird one um we went on some like 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 bird hunting type of thing like feathers and type and stuff and i remember we had been up all night long like preparing camp and then we got up early as fuck and we were hunting and we were like doing some filming and some stuff as well and like I was so hungry, man. And, and by the time and we just like, running around, you know, burning calories. And by the time, like, you know, I'm about, about to eat that fucking bird raw. Um, and like all of a sudden, it's it's not so nasty anymore, you know. But uh, but yeah, dude. Like, I think a lot of people. Um, and they even when we study like psychology of like fighting and stuff like that with like or with firearms and stuff. A lot of a lot of studies have shown even like soldiers who are online who are firing at the enemies they'll subconsciously shoot lower or higher so they don't hit them. You know, so even when your goal, like, hey, you're a soldier, your goal is to kill that person running towards you. There's something in you that doesn't want to do it, um, which is, you know, it's it's, un, it's understandable. I don't I don't think we're that inherently violent. I think it, it just comes down. I think we're inherently social, but we have we have violent tendencies, obviously. Yeah. You know, I've known you for a few years, so. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we, we both calm down in our old age, right? It's yeah, a, it's the sure. first. It's it's the it's the great chest hairs, man. It's the great chest. Hairs. Dude, <laughs> just wait till the great pubes hit. 
that's when you know it's over, man. That's like, like that's like that's when you look at you. You look down, you see that first grade pew because it's gonna happen in the bathroom. As Bobby says, seriously, happen in the bathroom, and you look up in the mirror, you look at yourself in the eyes, like you don't have it no more, man. Don't even, don't even go out there. Don't even like smile at that girl, or you're done. You're done. They might as well take you out and shoot you. You know. Um. Yeah, I, I agree. There is, there is this, um, this disassociation with. Uh, you know, people, we watch so many violent films, TV shows, and we think as a society, I say we um, think, oh, you know, I, I can handle that. You know, that's not a problem. I've seen this on CSI or I've seen this on, um, you know, whatever, you know, insert whatever TV show or movie, but you don't know until you're out there. And I say, you know, just hearing the experience that, you know, um, your partner had to deal with out there. You know, I'm sitting there thinking, like, damn, dude, I, I, I couldn't begin to imagine. I know, I would. I'm a super sensitive person. I would mm-hmm. be fucked. And yeah, I, there, there's a point uh, back in the early 2000s. Um, the county that I lived in at the time, the police department was hiring, and I was like, oh, you know what? Let me go. You know, give it a shot. You know, so I went online when it was still brand new, this online thing. And I sent them an email. They replied back to me. Um, and it, it was really, I think at that time, they're like, um, school-wise, I still needed X amount of credits in school. Mm-hmm. And I was I was like 10 short or something. But I also got to thinking, you know, about the bigger picture of it. Mm-hmm. And can I do this job? Am I responsible enough to do this job? Am I, you know, and I think, you know, with doing the job, you know, for the most part, you know, it, you know, I would mold to it, but really, like I said, I'm a sensitive person, you know, I, I don't, I don't know that I'm, you know, made for that. So, you know, to you all that do the hard jobs, you know, thank you, you know, as just, you know, the guys out there stepping up. Um, well, I think, um, I, I've heard, I've heard people before, like, like be very critical of people saying like in, in jobs, like, oh, they weren't made for it or, or this or that. And I'm gonna tell you, man, like, like, um, like, uh, <clears throat> I had this one incident where we had a, one of our guys was, he wasn't doing well. Um, wasn't doing well and was getting, getting himself maybe, you know, too, too reliant on substances, let's put it that way. And, um, you know, we had, uh, so there's, there's, there's three party, there's three players in this game. We had my buddy that wasn't doing very well and, and it didn't, and it didn't end well for him, unfortunately. Then we had a guy who was like, you know, your stereotypical, like dude was built like a linebacker, you know, Marine Corps veteran. I think he did eight years in Marine Corps. He was a state trooper. And then he came working with us, you know, tattoos all over his forearms, and you look at this motherfucker back, like, oh, that motherfucker's ready to rock and roll. You know what I mean? Like, he's ready for anything. Yeah. That guy's a goddamn warrior. And then you had, like, <laughs> this, like, this female. She's from Baltimore. Uh, she's from Baltimore. She is probably 10 years senior than anybody else there. She's got a rack of kids. Um, and, you know, she she keeps herself in good shape, but she's no, she's not, like, running marathons or anything. You know what I mean? She's like... I, Say hey, every every once in a while, I turn my Sally Struthers, you know, thank you, Thigh Master video on, and I get it right. 
and we had an incident <laughs> where one of our guys uh he he hurt himself he hurt himself bad and i remember walking into the walking into the room that he was in and i could smell the iron in the air the blood Jesus. and there was that one marine dude help help just like fr- panic and frozen and like me and, and the, the black female, like, literally, like, running and sliding on the floor in this huge puddle of blood, like, holding down the wound um, and, you know, giving instructions. I was like, all right, I, I got to get, you know, I got to, you know, roll services and, and you know, like, we're piling on the fucking paper towels. That's all we had on us, you know, like, well, this is like, this is like in, like, the department area, you know, hmm. and, um, and uh it was a head wound he had he had he had got fucked up and fell down and like in like this he had like this three inch gash like right from the, like his forehead the middle of his forehead almost to his temple and i mean like the pool of blood was like the size of your dining room table it was ridiculous and like the paper towels were like filling up and you don't break the shit to keep on stacking them up that's like we grabbed some paper towels by the adjacent bathroom and whatnot and uh, i had been helping him out i was like i was a sergeant at the time and so i like I'd already taken him to get some help before. So like I'd already kind of memorized his medical, you know, his medical details. Um, anyway, but like, it was one of the situations where if you had asked me a, a day before when I was like a, you know, a hungry young sergeant who wanted to get in the mix with everything, like if there was anything going down, it's the kind of young officer I was like, I always like, Oh, volunteer for some extra work. Sign me up. Oh, go help this out or do this X, Y, and Z. I'll do it, you know, um, you know, getting that one traffic stop right before your shift ends because you know you're going to get some overtime out of it. You know what I mean? Like like that or, or you know, or back up somebody's, you know, somebody's because we kind of get in trouble with that. Like if you were backing up your buddies, like he had one, you know, like, you know, just, yeah. just getting in the mix of it. And I looked at the, the, the Marine guy, you know, I thought, oh, he's got it. He's got no, but you know, it was like the mother of three, you know. And so like, like you, you people never know what they're capable of until they're tested you know what i mean and and like that's one thing i always say i like people who fucked up and like paid their like paid their dues and like came back like i always got more respect for those people and people like oh man why are you giving that guy another chance like because he's he's proven that he's deserving of one he's been tested you know he 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 walked through the fires yeah he got burned a little bit but he's still here you haven't been fucking tested i don't know what's going to happen when when the shit goes goes south you know you might fucking run home um and some sure. and some people do that. So, but like I, I always say that you can never you, you can you know, you, you know it, it's such a com- people are so complex, man. And I've seen like, I've seen the biggest toughest guy like complain about a female officer, right? And then we'll go to a scene, and the female officer, the same one they're complaining about, owns the scene, brings everybody's tensions down, starts dialogue, gets everybody to comply with whatever she's trying to do, you know. And you walk out and be like, that's how you fucking handle it. You see what she did right there. Like everybody, everybody in this situation is better off because she had the right sense to, you know, break down what was going on, get communication, get compliance in a nonviolent way, and and everybody's going home and everybody's safe. That's what it's all about. It's not going. It's not about going in there and throwing your weight around and showing how big, strong, tough guy you are. That's what gets us fucked up, and that's what gets us in trouble. And um, you know, believe it or not, that like that is, that is the transfer of what's what's been happening in the evolution of law enforcement over the, you know, the recent de- decades, it's just, unfortunately, and I'm not, you know, and I'm not here to speak about, you know, any political <laughs> stuff, but unfortunately, you know, like, you know, you know, Winston Churchill said, we got to be right every time, you know, they only got to be right, right once, 
you know, the adversary. So it's easy to find one dickhead who's doing the wrong thing, who's going to change the narrative and make it look like, you know, it, it, some some super bad shit is happening. Um, so, you know, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know how far you want to get in that dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it, there is a, you know, I did have a question, you know, specifically for you, um, just kind of in the bigger picture um, with law enforcement in this country because uh, you know there's been lots of talks of at least in the circles that i i float in about um martial arts and in uh the police everybody force. should at least have a purple belt right i think I it was andrew, i think it was andrew yang on um yes so yeah on joe rogan right mm-hmm. yep or was it yep. jocko so i listened uh, to 20 percent so i so i the biggest the biggest problem is, in my opinion, and, and this is only from my very, my very narrow view, and I'm not speaking for, sure. you know, I, I'm not trying to speak for everybody. Just, but if I had to get an educated guess and a shot, shot in the dark, and I've, and I've done lots of training with my, you know, my own department. I've done cross training. I've done, you know, um, I, I've, I've done some well-rounded stuff. Um, you know, and just to give a little, like, I went to internal affairs school, um, as well. So I. I you know, part of my job was to, 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 you know, stop the bad apples. You know what I mean? And, and I'm very passionate, very passionate about that. Because uh, the response, police officers are the only people in our society that legally can kill people. Not even a doctor can do that. You know? Um, and that is a, and that is a, a, a tremendous power. And what comes with great, great power? Great responsibility. There you go. You know, and like, and, and it's not to be taken lightly. Like, I don't, I don't think it's I don't I don't I don't think it's funny when when I hear officers talking about like, you know, just being violent for violence sake. Um, I think that's an old trope that is that is mostly been pushed by um, entertainment. Um, yes. You know, m- most of the guys, you know, most most police departments now, you got to have at least a four year degree. I mean, you, you, you know, I mean, you know, you're thinking you got a lot of guys that go get a college, how to get a college degree. And then, and then most local departments are making 30, $40,000 a year. I mean, you know, guys aren't doing it for the money. You know, the fringe benefits aren't, you know, I mean, there's a couple, you know, there's a couple good, good places that are making decent money. Um, it's some really great departments out there and, and there's a lot to do But I mean, you got to be a part-time psychologist. You got to be a part-time lawyer. You got to be a part-time social worker. You got to be a part-time fighter. You know, and so mm-hmm. going back to the martial art bit, um, I think it I think it's crucial that people know how to be able to handle themselves. But I mean, we got this thing called verbal judo as well, which I think is just as important as physical judo. We mm-hmm. actually technically we can't we can't call it verbal judo anymore because apparently verbal judo verbal judo is copyrighted, and that guy wasn't getting his cut. Um, wow! Yeah, every, everybody, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like it works in like a. You know, I, I, I love that. I mean, I, my, my old partner, man, he was like, imagine Mikey's shoulders like times two, like height wise. And he was like, he, he was like this, mm. this, this dude from Brooklyn. And that, and that guy loved to fight. But he, he used to say, hey, man, come over here and do that verbal judo shit, man, because I want to go home on time at night. <laughs> 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 and, and like, uh, and, and it's, it's important. So, I mean, the I think, I, I don't know if we are prepared for the price tag of what it would take to get people trained to that level, um, 
consistently because there's the injury. I mean, and right now I, I'm on a commander. I'm a commander level now. So I've like kind of moved myself up the ranks and I, and I get involved like, you know, the numbers of, you know, how many people we have and, you know, you know, scheduling training and looking at, you know, budgets and stuff like that. And I just, I think that the problem comes down is, is funding for, for the police. I mean, if you want to have the sure. continuing education, if you want to have 20% of their time, um, be, be working out or doing something else, I mean, you got to be able to pay for that. And then you got to be able to, and do we have the stomach for that? Um, and it's, and it's interesting because, you know, law enforcement jobs are so varied. I mean, you can be a housing authority cop, you know, in, in, in an inner city that, that has, it doesn't sound like a very glamorous job. It can be dangerous as hell, you know, you know, or you can have, you know, an FBI job, you know, where you're doing, you're, you're, you're a cop per se, but you're, you're, you know, you're doing mostly office work and accounting on, you know, white collar stuff. Um, and, and there's, you know, I mean, in, and let's not forget the correctional guys. I mean, that's, that's a hard job as well, but then you get into the, the political aspects about the prison system and, and the, the criminal justice system sure. and, the, and the issues with that. And it's all, I, 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 people try to make these kind of, kind of binary, you know, false dichotomies. Like, oh, it's this or that, you know, it's like, you know, we need to have a living wage or we don't or whatever. And I like to think of it more as a spider web, right? And, and the, the, the web, the, the tension on the web, you have all these different points that the web is connected to all around it, right? And anytime you pull on this one, well, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to pull across the web on some other stuff. You know, so you got to be careful. If you pull too hard, it's going to pop the web on other places. And, and all these things are interconnected. Um, and you're talking about training. You're talking about community policing. You're talking about um, the trust in the police. I mean, how do, how do you get that back in a community that identifies law enforcement as somebody who just who, who leans on them all the time? Because there are departments that that happens at, you know. Yeah. Um, I got a, a good friend of mine. He was a he was a, a cop in a Podunk County in the South, and his sheriff he was a, he was a deputy sheriff, and his sheriff said one one call, one deputy, and his closest backup sometimes was forty five minutes. So he he was a he was a little he was a little scrappy dude, man. He, it was just him and his dog. So he's like, hey man, you know when I when I ride on the scene, I had to you know I had to bust the first big guy in the face to, to cool it down, to make sure them good old boys knew that I wasn't fucking around. Cause that was the culture. You know what I mean? Yeah. He gives us some, yeah. you know, some Dixie flag wearing fucking hillbilly party. He had to go to big Bubba and knock big Bubba on his ass. And then he had everybody else's ear. Um, and, uh, he's got a, he's got a horrible story. Um, I mean, it's not my story, but fucking, he wouldn't mind me telling him. You know, he had, you know, a, situa- a domestic situation and, and there's a guy, you know, guy would beat up his, his wife and he'd go up there and arrest a guy. And sometimes he's like, I'm not going to lie to you, man. And he's retired now. He's like, sometimes that guy got a little street justice, you know, cause I, and he said one day he showed up and there was a state guy there that he didn't know. And he's like, normally I'd have tuned this guy up and locked him up. Um, but I didn't know this guy. And, and I came back 45 minutes over her cold, gray, dead body because he, you know, the, the guy, the guy ended up killing her. Um, and I mean, that's the reality and, and, and human being it's, it's difficult for, for human beings to process that, you know, like, you know, it, it, you know, to work in this, it, everybody has this kind of imaginary system that they think they know what they would do and act like, well, if something would happen and there's this great video, man, um, there's this guy, he's like a anti-police protester and it, you probably seen it on YouTube and like, you know, please, you know, the, the police did all this, they did all that. They, they sent them into a police, police training, like a, like a, like a semi training and semi is like rubber, not a rubber bullet, but like a paintball bullet 
right? And they put yeah. you in a situation where the, you know he's he's coming up on a on a guy who uh, he's fighting somebody else, and and he's hitting the guy with the bat, and he pulls his gun, and, and then the guy with the bat walks to him and two steps and he shoots the guy, and and the and the the role you know shoots the role player, and so the the instructor's like, all right, man, explain why you did that. You just mur- you just killed that guy. Explain why you did that. He's like, oh shit, I, I don't know. I just was scared and I just I shot him, and so they went through three or four scenarios with role players and simunitions, and at the end of it. You can see he's like, yeah, I, I, I don't know what I was talking about. I hadn't, I had no idea, you know, how that felt or, or the perception of, you know, you're, you're, you're reacting quickly to dynamic, ever changing situations, you know, and it's, and it's just training and training and training and training and training, um, that they get you there. And I, and I remember my first, you know, we do, we do pretty high speed not live fire exercises, but using simulations and, and like, you know, going into scenarios and a scenario you might walk in and, and it'd be fine. And then nothing happens or you might get in a gunfight. And I just, you know, one of the first ones, this is like, you know, in, into, into training and I just, you know, pulling your weapon and, and firing off a bunch of rounds and be like, Oh shit, I didn't really think about doing that. I just did it. You know, like, like if this is a real, if this is a real situation right now, how would I just articulate shooting that suspect? You know, like, damn, that like that, that you didn't even, you know, so much goes through and you're just reacting like instinct and you know that, that you try to you try to explain it to somebody who's never been in that situation and i mean like and i mean there's guys out there with you know there's guys out there with 20 you know 30 years of experience and never had to draw the weapon and there's guys out there with three four months of experience that you know had to do a lot more than those guys with 30 experience so it's such a, it's such a you know a varied field it's hard to like group it all into like how do we solve this socially you know um but education is not a bad thing you know not at all so and and also i don't care you know i don't know if you ever fought somebody on on drugs or somebody even somebody's really drunk but if they're on pcp bro there's there's you know all the technique in the world unless you're proficient at breaking the machine you know like where their you know their muscles aren't attached to their fucking uh tendons anymore um (laughs) you know I, I've had a guy. I've had a, a guy in a in a in a really good arm bar. And that motherfucker stood up. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was dangling upside down. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know that's where you know those levels get weird because again, you can know, you know, martial arts as an officer, you're doing the right thing, and then you get someone that you know, like they're on PCP. Yeah. And they just power through that shit, and it's like, oh no, like, like what the fuck is going on now? Like, what do I do from here? Um, so it, it, like you said, it's a, it's not so black and white though. You know, like there's always gray, gray for these types of situations. And I've seen the Incredible Hulk shrink, bro. I, I, I mean, I had, I had a video for a long time. I wish I still had it, but it's like this little, this little drunk kid. I mean, he weighed ninety pounds soaking wet. And uh, and they arrested him, and he like the one officer turned around, tried to try to put cuffs on him because like, he spit in the officer's face or whatever. And he had him pushing against the car, trying to get you know he's he's being combative. And it took five guys to get this little fucking Napoleon Dynamite looking motherfucker in the car. And I'm talking about they got to the point where 
you know, one eat one head, one had one leg, one had the other leg, one had one shoulder, one had the other shoulder, and then one had to hold his head because he was trying to bite motherfuckers. Like and he was flexible and scrappy. It took five grown men to get this motherfucker in the back of a police vehicle. It was it was funny shit. You know, don't get me wrong. I mean, we were laughing our asses off after the fact. Um <laughs> and like these were small boys, like like two or three of the two or three of the guys, like one guy was like an ex football guy in, in uh like in, in college, and then like two of the guys were like bodybuilder dudes. Like I'm like 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 I mean they were pretty too, but I mean they were big dudes. You know they were they were you know they were strong. You know and like this guy, I mean and I and like I imagine Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite probably had more muscle tone than this guy. But this guy was on, he was on something. I mean he had more than booze in the system. But like, and you're like, God damn man, how the fuck, you know. And the drugs just get, you know, that that's a they get scary, man, because you never know what they're on or what they're doing or you know, what they have in their mouth or what they have on them. Um, yep. And I, I found I found you know, shit in my vehicle before, you know, searching after an arrest or whatever. Um, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. The, the, yeah. But I, I think that the uh, and like let's let's like get into it. Let's say tomorrow, like all right, everybody, the president passes a law that every cop needs to have a purple belt in jujitsu, right? Well, who do you source jiu-jitsu from, right? I mean, yeah. we both agree that it's good jiu-jitsu and there's bad jiu-jitsu, right? Absolutely. And then, and then what if we, you know, how how do we have that many instructors to to train, you know, seven million cops or whatever the number is? I think it's six or seven million. And then out of the seven million, how many of those guys are actually physically capable of of doing learning jiu-jitsu? And then how long is it going to take us for them to even be proficient? Like it's just it's such a it's so such a difficult thing. Um, I mean, shit, I can barely get my ass down to the gym, and I'm and I like I work out every fucking day, but like sometimes I'm like, damn it, man, get your fucking lazy ass down. Like right now, I'm looking at the clock, like, oh man, my wife's gonna be home before I get my workout on. She's gonna be mad because I'm gonna go work out either right before dinner and leave her to cook dinner all by herself, or right after dinner so I get my workout in before I have to go to bed. <laughs> and that's uh, that was one of my things thinking about you know the martial the martial art aspect of it and and you know having to learn it because you know you can say hey everybody has to have a purple belt purple belt's not something you just get you know it's not like taekwondo you know yeah, when, you, know. when you're seven years old you don't get it in a year you, you don't yeah. get your black belt in a year you know to get a purple belt in jiu-jitsu well, you hey, know to, it, to it, be to be fair it took three years all right <laughs> all right <laughs> don't don't be that guy man <laughs> Um, you know, and to be honest, I, I am actually very, you know, as much as I might joke Taekwondo, I wish I had taken it as a kid just because I I feel like, you know, all the martial arts kind of bash each other, but I think all martial arts has some aspect of building character, building discipline, um, no matter where you go, uh, you know, which art you take, you know, you're going to build discipline and, and, you know, if you're, if you're doing it right, that's going to really build a strong character, I believe. But um, yeah, yeah. It, in in terms of, you know, trying to get every officer a purple belt or even yeah. a blue belt, really. Well, before we go um, to the officer, there's one thing I want to say. You said. Not hmm. only that, but there's something about the warrior play that bonds people. And I don't Absolutely. know if that's the right that's the right thing. But like, I've never been closer to individuals that with those moments after you're done, you know, beating the shit out of each other but in a constructive manner like there's a mm-hmm. bonding thing there i don't know what it is maybe it's that it's that evil you know primate that's in someplace 
but there's just something about it that like some of like if i look back at some of the best like you know uh hanging out or, or chilling or whatever it's like you know training that hard sweating you know crying or whatever after you're done like some kind of you know you know going for some kind of big you know road march or whatever obstacle course or or you know and then you're like fuck yeah yeah you know it's, it's the same thing when you're like winning whatever sports game you play i'm not a big sports guy so well, the the sports ball game, you know, I'm sure <laughs> the, it, the it, thing with the ball and the uh, the sticks and the pucks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, like, like there there's some there's some guys that back in the day that like I had a chip on my shoulder with them or whatever, and we fucking we literally solved it in the ring, you know. Yeah. And then after after we were done, like, all right, man, I got respect for you now. And like and like all that stuff. I mean, not, you know, what, I, I and I'll be honest with you, I don't think that anybody that I ever trained with that I still to this day hold a grudge against or like. Like I didn't work that shit out before I stopped seeing it. Like, 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 man, I don't, I don't think I like that guy. I don't think I like the guy. But, but by the time we were done training for whatever period of time that was, it was like, all right, man, yeah, I'm cool with you. You know, if you need anything, let me know. Type of thing. Um, there's, there's that bonding thing that, that, that I don't think a lot of people experience nowadays. You know, that's, no. it's really, it's no. really powerful. There's, um, I have a teammate that over the summer he and I had some static. I've, I've kind of brought this up a couple times here on the podcast um we've butted heads on um you know after the whole george floyd um matter and i put up a post and it, i was actually talking about trans people i wasn't even talking about black lives matter actually i was talking about trans people in my post but um he and i kind of got into a back and forth about mm-hmm. everything and, you know, I told him, hey, look, if you don't like what I post, you don't have to follow me, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, you're right. I don't. So we, we cut it from there. You know, I did say to him, though, thank you for coming to me and, you know, expressing how you feel. And, you know, yeah. instead of, you know, holding a grudge, you know, and then I think two weeks later, once we were able to get back to training, he and I actually paired up and uh, trained together. Um, You know, we don't hold any ill will towards each other. At least I don't hold any towards him. Um, you know, because like you said, there's something that happens out there on those mats in, in yeah. the ring, in the cage, wherever it may be. Um, most people that I meet, you know, like for the first time, uh, I have a friend whenever she starts dating anyone. My first thing is like, hey, you know, th- like, can he wrestle? Does he grapple? You know, like that because I want to uh, I want to roll with him, you know, because like, yeah. I always feel yeah. like the, you, you can learn a lot about a person. Yeah. Um, yeah. In that manner. Well, you know, one of my oldest friends, like kid that I met, you know, first almost first day when I moved to Maryland, um, I keep trying to get him to come out and, and you know, get on the mats just just to, you know, try it out. Because uh, I don't know, for whatever reason, for me, you know, that helps me with trust towards yeah. you, because if you have me in a position where you can seriously hurt me. And you yeah. don't, you know, yeah. if, you know, it's like, okay, I trust this dude, you know, um, or, you know, just how they respond under pressure, you know, that yeah. tells me a whole lot, but I, I think, um, what else goes into the ideal of trying to train, you know, 7 million officers, you know, even up to the rank of blue belt, cause that's not something you do overnight either, yeah. but, you know, with martial arts, specifically jujitsu, a lot of people quit at blue belt mm-hmm. and you know if you're saying a hey, every officer has to get to a purple belt it's like okay well if, it, you know 
I'm sure there'd be something that, you know, there's some way to get you there, you know, then work yeah. with you. Well, but, I, I got, I got one better. I think that everybody, like, I, I think that, I think that if you want to collect social security check when you get older, I think if you want to, you know, have your company pay your insurance or whatever else, I think that some, I think that physical fitness should be a mandatory thing for everybody. And I, and I know mm-hmm. that sounds like, 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 like Adam, what the fuck are you talking about, man? But like, you got to play to the biology. And the fact of the matter is, is that we are not engaging in the physical activity that we evolved to output. You know what I mean? Like, dude, let me tell you something, bro. About, you know, I, I, you know, like I, I told you a little bit before about like, you know, my, you know, my weight issues when I was a young man and then like, you know, losing much weight, getting the police academy. So I, I, I had a, before, let's see, when was this? Like 2010-ish, let's just say. I'll just make up a number. Um, I mean, before then, I was, I was a runner. Um, so I got, I was like down to like one, I'm 6'3". I got down to like 184 when I was like doing martial arts. So I was like a fucking strength man, right? And then I got up to about 214 when I was in the academy. And then I, you know, then I was lifting a lot there and like, you know, eating like a fucking horse. You can eat all, all you want for free type of stuff. And then I would fluctuate between about, 210 and 215 you know well i i hurt myself um and had to have a surgery and they were giving me cortisone shots and i ballooned up to like 235 240 again and i stayed in between that like so like the last time you probably saw me i was probably 220 225 and i stayed i stayed in that type for you know five six years right and i just couldn't i couldn't cut anything and it was actually laura and my wife, who got into yoga, that were like, you know, we want to do this this yoga challenge, just like yoga every day for. Uh, this was twenty, this was twenty nineteen, and so this twenty eighteen they're talking about. It. I'm like, I could do that, and so uh, the first thirty days, I did it for at least thirty minutes. Yep, and the second, no, the first hundred days, I did it for thirty minutes a day. The second hundred days, I did it for sixty minutes a day. The third hundred days, I did it for ninety minutes a day. All right? No, twenty. Wait a minute, I'm fucking this up. Maybe it was. Yeah, I did it for ninety minutes a day, and then the last sixty-five, the last sixty-five days of the year, I still did it for ninety minutes, but I added meditation in. So I'd meditate here five or ten minutes, and dude, it completely fucking changed my life, man. Um, I felt like I was less combative with people and less argumentative um like i started like like reconnecting with people i hadn't talked to for a while i like i like set boundaries with with people i kind of felt like um i needed to set boundaries with and uh you know some other stuff happened but like i hadn't talked to my mom for like four or five years started talking to her again and i i give it like like yoga fucking changed my life and then the next year i kept the yoga up all through 2020 and I started doing like hit workouts and stuff like that. I started running again. Um, and I was doing, you know, anywhere between, and, I've, and, and through the years I'll get like running for, I'll get to be like where I'm running like six, seven, 10 miles a day. And then what I'll do, I'll fucking hurt myself. Cause remember that X, you know, that if you don't do X, you're not getting any better. But if you do X, Y, you're hurting yourself. Cause I can never balance that shit. Like X, X plus, you know, X plus Y in parentheses minus one, <laughs> you know, um, and uh, started doing the hit, 
like a, like a fiend, knock out a couple six week programs. Like I would do a six week session, take a break, do another six week session, and then recently I got on uh, on like the stationary bike, and I'm doing that every day to add on to it. But I'm I'm doing a balanced approach where I'm not overworking it. Anyway, more of the story is now I'm back down, like I'm back under 200. Haven't been under 200 since I was fucking 18 years old, um, or 21 years old, I should say. And my mood's a lot better. I'm sleeping well. You know, I think I think my hair's growing back a little bit. Not that much. Forehead's still high as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I am getting those grays on the chest, but like I'm I'm, I'm feeling a lot better. Uh, and like you know, and the same thing with my wife. My wife started. We started working out together really really hard in 2019. She, like yoga has ch- totally changed her. And, you know, um, she's just getting less aggravated with the kids. You know, you know, doing better at work. I'm doing better at work. We, you know, I, and uh, I just, it's just like, man, I, like, if I don't, work, if I don't at least get, you know, my my X amount of workout time a day and my X amount of calories burned, because I track all that shit now, it's kind of become like a, just a habit. Um, mm-hmm. I can, t- I can tell if like, oh, dude, I'm not, I'm not pushing myself today. I'm not, you know, and then like, dude, I don't fucking, I'm gonna knock on wood. I don't get I don't get sick any you know as as much I haven't been properly sick in over a year and that's what I think that's when I, I know everybody said they think they got COVID but um you know my wife did have COVID and I didn't get it so there must have been some some antibodies or something like I mean I was sleeping in the same bed with her making out with her gym while she was sick <laughs> and we didn't we didn't find like, she didn't get tested until like a week after she was sick and I was like I was like you should probably get tested now and uh and I didn't get it so I don't know I don't know um anyway. Uh, I said to say this, like, I think that like a culture of like mandatory overtime or like a culture where every nine to five job, there's a gym that people can go to. And like in your eight hour workday, it's time for you to go get on the, the elliptical machine to go get on the bike or, or, you know, fitness coach, coaches that are there to help you out and like, and like do something to make it to, to, to save, to, uh, to help the company save money because, if your if your employees are in shape, the, their their insurance premiums are going to go down. Their use of city is going to go down. It's going to make you more profitable. I mean, bro, I, I can get into I, I can get into stupid shit about like the actual cost of a can a, a bottle of Coke to the American public is a hundred dollars. If you if you go into all the subsidies for the corn and all the fucking money that goes to Medicare for for diabetes, because soda is the number one leader of diabetes, and 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 what we fucking pizza healthcare is is 40 percent of our fucking budget you know to medicare and medicaid or whatever the hell that is where if mm-hmm. a motherfucker learned not to not to eat you know twenty thousand calories of of goddamn cheese a day and to go out for for a walk and exercise everybody would be better um and then maybe you know we wouldn't have people going crazy and fight with the police you know at least at least at least in my in my mm-hmm. world it's not it's not far off from you know you know accurate though because i think you know a lot of what goes on um i know for me with jujitsu when i started off it it built a lot of different discipline disciplines Mm -hmm. within me as far as how i ate i stopped drinking when i started jujitsu um a big part of that was once i was able to go to the gym more often there number there wasn't really a window for me to drink because i didn't want to drink the night before yeah because i didn't want to come in hungover i didn't want to come and smell like booze i didn't want to be a bad teammate Correct. um and you know i was there at the gym you know what uh monday night 
uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, uh, Friday night, if possible, sometimes Saturday morning. You know, I, we didn't have anything on a Sunday for a while. And, you know, there, there was never any opportunity for me to drink. And then even with that, you know, going in, trying to eat a certain way with me having the, the colostomy, I have to fast before training. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that, that for me personally, you know, it changed a lot. And my temperament changed. Yeah. You know, I'm a patient person, but after, you know, starting to train, I became a lot more patient, a lot more understanding, a lot less um, aggressive. You know, I, 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 you know, if there's an altercation, I wasn't quick to jump in and, and, and try to, you know, swing you know mm-hmm. if there's an altercation i jump in and try to talk it down mm-hmm. um I, I think that's not just jujitsu but i think that's just you know like you said health physical health yeah. uh yeah. taking care of yourself when i worked at pandora jewelry um we were given a gym membership because uh the gym was right across the street from us yeah at first everyone got a gym membership there's no consequence to it not everyone used it though then um, they made a change to the setup and they said, look, you have to swipe your gym card at least three times a month, which, you know, I feel like it should be more. But, you know, whatever, it, you know, if you want to keep that membership for free, you have mm-hmm. to show that you're going to that gym, which is, again, across the streets. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, I don't I don't know what all companies are doing. Obviously, I know my company doesn't do anything like that. My company couldn't care less. But, you know, I I think it is important for people, you know, for companies to look at things like that, because, you know, like you said, it's going to bring down the cost on that, the health insurance for sure. Um, And you're going to have people using less sick time. Exactly. I mean, let me tell you, man, like, uh, you know, one one big proponent I am for for my team um, and right now. Well, I, I'm I'm getting ready to switch commands, but right now I had 70 people underneath me. Um, one big proponent is was morale. You know, like like if people were banging out too much too many times, I want to know why. It wasn't to be a dickhead, but it's like I always found out like if people are are, are calling out sick or whatever, it all it in in abusing it, it always points to other issues in their life, other points to other chaos in their life. If you can get them assistance to whatever you know, employee assistance program or some counseling or whatever else. Or just sometimes, you know, like, hey, man, what's going on with you? You know, let's talk. Let's be let's be human. Um, and and my predecessor, one of his big things was um, was fitness. Like he he made sure he found time for people to rotate to go around to get out a little bit early and go to the gym because we couldn't get people. You know, it was hard for us to get people on the clock. But what we did is we figured out how to cover each other's sectors and everything. So we say, hey, man, today. You, you know, you get to cut out early, go to, and you go to the gym. And we supplied them with a gym membership and everything, too. So that was a big thing. Well, then when COVID hit, you know, we could, our gym got shut down. Um, so one thing we started doing is I, I started leading online workouts. You know, like, hey, man, I'm going to I'm gonna knock out this 45-minute yoga class, or I'm going to knock out this 35-minute hit, you know, high-intensity interval training class. Um, or, or if you guys want to do something else, and, like, we got on there, we were sharing you know, or I'm gonna go for a run. You know, you can like do like like Nike uh, Nike Run Club, or there's there's other ones you can like track and like 
I never mm-hmm. use this one, but my buddies are telling me about you can like let's, it'll tell you when your your buddy's behind you, fifty feet behind you, oh he's in front of you or some shit like that in yeah, real time. I was like, yeah. I was like that I was like that's kinda dope, but like I got too many apps on my phone. I can't commit to any more apps. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I got a whole fitness section of my apps. I'm good. Um but I have competition. I mean, dude, I was having competition with people buddies of mine. I have a friend of mine that we actually I grew up with in Columbia too. She was my next door neighbor. She lives in, in LA and we were doing competitions with her and I. Like we would we'd be get on I'm like, hey man, I'm gonna get, I'm ready to start running. And you and like, we get on the phone and, and like run together, even though she was in LA. Because it's the only thing that she could do because her gym was closed down, right? Um, and we started tracking that, and, and we had a little chat there, my little bit of little shit talking and everything. People comparing numbers and everything. Um, and and uh, but I mean, but like like even even that again, it was it, it's that it's that uh, that that working out together that just brought us together and it, even through all because we didn't stop working even through all this covid stuff um that kept morale up people you know people were doing pretty pretty good and again we saw this substantial and this is something i did years ago as a sergeant um you know we have a physical fitness you know regiment that you have to be able to to, to do like you, you know we have a, a a fitness test like you know health test you know for medically clear for work and then there's actually a like in a physical endurance battery that you have to do every year. And we had people who were failing. And, and after so many times, you lose your job, you know? And uh, so, you know, I did this running, I did this running competition. Um, and um, I had one or two guys that needed some, they needed some help in the gym. So I paired them up with some of my officers that were a little bit more squared away. And dude, before we knew it, everybody was passing their tests. Everybody was passing their PT tests. We didn't have any issues with it. And, um, you know, the one guy who was kind of a, he was kind of a turd and, uh, but he ended up coming around a little bit, like during that time frame. like it got him a little, little confidence. He was showing up to work a little bit more. He was doing a little bit better job. You know what I mean? But the only problem is that if you don't keep that energy, if you don't keep, you know, working on that, like anything else, like any other training, you know, it goes away. And unfortunately I, I ended up being shifted to some other platoon and, and before I knew it, he was back to being dirtbag, um, because that you know that that opportunity you know didn't continue with my predecessor or my whoever you know whoever I preceded. Is that the right word? Preceded me. Uh, it is preceded you. Technical terms, not real words anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, like and like I'm even my kids. Um, you know, when they're stuck at home during the COVID, we I got on YouTube like P with Joe. That was a really cool little fitness thing for the kids. Like any any parents out there, this British guy, he puts on like Superman costume. It's like a Superman themed workout or a Spider Man costume, and the kids fucking love it, man. Thirty minutes, get some get some working out, or I tell them to go outside and run around with the dog, um, and start those habits off early. Because unfortunately, the school activities aren't really happening right now. Uh, yeah. That's that's a big concern. So, but yeah, I, I think uh, I think. Andrew Yang should make everybody have to do like 30 minutes of physical fitness a day. Man, what do you think? I, How do you think that would, that would not go over well, man? Like a fucking no. fart in church, bro. No. Well, people, uh, people be riding uh, the street. I, I can see it going very poorly. Um, <laughs> depending on how it's approached though. I mean, sometimes you just got to trick people into it. You Sometimes you yeah. got to call something else. Uh, there, there are tons of ways to get, 
you know, to an objective. You just have to find a different path. Because if you tell someone directly, I'm going to ride this bike, Adam. I only got one leg from the diabetes. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's like <laughs> something like it's like, well, like, I, I hear your problem, but let's make sure you keep the other leg. You know, let's, you know, try something else out. You know, yeah. I post up tons of stuff on, uh, on my Instagram, well, not tons, but you know, every so often, you know, I'll throw some stuff up there with with an amputee, you know, working out, and you know, it's like, you know, what's yeah. your excuse, you know, you know, and, and that bro, even goes for me. Bro, my 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 wife was doing, yeah, my wife was doing gentle yoga for like older people, like chair yoga and stuff, and yeah. I mean, they were still they were still getting something out of it, man, and like, and sometimes it's just putting the effort in to do that, you know, like just you know just. Saying, "Hey, man, I'm dedicating this period of time to better myself in, in one in, in one way or another," you know, like that's like sometimes even this the psychological game there is really fucking important to walk away from that accomplishment of like, and dude, you know, like I love a hit workout, but I fucking hate the first minute of one. I'm like, mom, god mm -hmm. damn, I don't fucking feel like doing this shit right now. I don't want to fucking do any guy more any more burpees. But I come around to that last round, and like, all right, man, I got. I got three more exercise, three more sets of this exercise to do, and I'm, or you know, or or you know, three different sets of three different exercises to do, and I'm done. And like nothing feels better than that, especially if you do like, I'm a fan of like doing like six week things where like, you do six days in a row with one break, one break day for six weeks, and by and by week number six, when you have that sixth day or whatever, dude, that is like you want to fucking scream like you just won the goddamn Super Bowl, like you're Tom Brady with your. 18th Super Bowl ring. That that fucking feels great, and you just got to ride that energy to your to your next session. You know how many rings has he got now? He's like over seven, right? Uh, seven? He, I believe he's at seven. He just got yeah. seven uh, this past Super Bowl. Yeah, with dude, that's kind of funny. Like I'm gonna leave you motherfuckers that I've been carrying <laughs> on my back. I'm gonna go win. I'm gonna go win the Super Bowl my first year on a new team. So, but there, there's the argument though, like you know, who needed who? Did he need the coach? Yeah. Or did the coach need him? And yeah, I, I mean, without we'll, him leave, we'll leave that. We'll leave that for the. We'll leave that for the football podcast. They probably know better than yeah. us anyway. No, I gave yeah. up. I gave up on football and let Michael Vick back in after he's beating all those dogs. I'm not saying a man needs to stay in jail anymore, but you don't get to be a football star anymore after fucking picking up dogs by the back of their legs and allegedly slamming them against concrete walls. Yeah. Or like shocking them with fucking marine marine batteries, like you know, car batteries. Yeah, that, that's sorry. No, that yeah, that's yeah. It, it's I don't know. I I think there are just certain elements to things where it's like we're a complex system, the United States of America. Um, just in what we let happen, you know, what we let Dante. It's pronounced. Pass. It's pronounced America. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, especially in the area that I'm in. Yeah, here in America, like, oh my god, like there, there are days at work. Where I'm just like, I look out the window at work. I'm like, am I in the fucking twilight zone right now? And I just turn around, just bro, you know, I hear you. Just ignore it. But um, but no, I, I think bro, they're just I heard, I heard, I heard they're canceling the Muppets now. Wait, what? What for? What? They're gonna cancel. Because they're politically incorrect by some, I I don't know why. Maybe because okay. I don't I don't know why I don't know. Like I I get it when Bugs Bunny used to dress in drag all the time. That might be that might not be appropriate, you know. But I mean, like it was funny. You know, leave Bugs Bunny alone, man. 
Well, as long as they don't make any but new I, bugs, they, buddy. Apparently, the Muppets are about to get canceled. Well, I, I think I'm, all those old Warner Brothers cartoons are done, man. You don't even so, see. I don't. I don't. You don't see them on Netflix or anything. No, no, no. So uh, Warner Brothers. Today's stuff, children won't all... know the joy of Daffy Ducks. No, today's generation won't know the joy of Daffy Ducks. Bill being shot and spinning around his head. You know, um, Elmer Fudd shooting his his mouth. <laughs> Man, that's the thing that like we as kids knew so violent, it, it was you know silly we knew it wasn't real we knew it was a joke it's a cartoon or like i don't know it, like all those things are i don't know if those specific uh episodes but i know a lot of warner brothers stuff uh the looney tunes stuff is on hbo max they have like a is little it? um yeah you scroll all the way down oh, um, I'm, I'm checking the t- i'm checking the tv right now it's there because when I saw it, I got excited. I was like, yes. Um, I'm going to call the kids up. You will watch every one of these <laughs> several okay. times. No, on Disney Plus, I noticed the other day I'm watching DuckTales and there's like a little warning before an episode. Uh, you know, basically talking about the episode had some sensitive stuff going on in it. And, you know, it was the episode where uh I guess Scrooge McDuck and the kids all went out to the jungle and they found this duck who is a prince, but he's been in the jungle for all these years. And the natives is what they were putting the warning in about because they said, you know, it might be sensitive to the natives and blah, blah, blah. And I, I told Sarah's like, well, the natives aren't going to see it. They ain't got TV. So why are we putting this warning up? Just fucking let it roll. <laughs> um, but but then That's on Chip one. and Dale Rescue Rangers, there are a lot of episodes uh, this morning I saw that had the warning. I was like, yo, what the fuck? I'm glad they're keeping it, though, because if you erase this stuff and cancel it, then, you know, you, you don't know where we came from and how we got better. You know, so it's good to see where we were fucking uh, dude, up. I agree. Things. I agree with you 100 percent. So I, I've been on this like cl- classic literature kick. For, like, like That's like my 2021. And I've read like Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, Dracula. That's mm. how they started. They started with Dracula. Man, I'm a grown ass man. I've never read Dracula. I'm gonna read this motherfucker. Really? And then I got Mary Shelley's uh, Frankenstein. I knocked out. I knocked out um, Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, and I finished all of the Sherlock Holmes. Oh, um, and bro, there are some pretty racist that like there are some things today that are obviously racist. You know, like they're obviously, you know, racist in in the aspect that they think there's a, you know, there's a inferior, a, a racial inferiority in a group of people. Like it's obvious. Yeah. But even even with that, as plain as as can be, you can still read that. All right, yeah, these motherfuckers are backwards, but they're not being hateful for hateful sake. If that makes sense. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, yeah. like, all right, they're a product of their environment. You know what I mean? They, they, you know, as the same as they are with, with, you know, superstition or religion or anything like that. Um, and I, I'm not trying to make a religious comment or whatnot, but, you know, going through some of those Victorian era things like, oh, wow, this stuff is like, okay. Yeah. I can see how people, um, but it doesn't take away from like how necessary that work is for historical purposes. You know, yeah. and I just finished. I just finished a Brave New World. I did Animal Farm first, and a Brave New World, um, which is kind of like 
in the same vein as like 1984. It's like this that dystopian future that is all passion is removed. Like like it's it's too it's it's too much to go into. But it's like goddamn man, yeah. we're like really close to, to getting that point. But my point is that we cannot erase the past because it hurts our feelings. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's fucking that's fucking dumb. How does that do justice to any of the people who sacrificed whatever they sacrificed? You know, like um. And I was talking to a buddy of mine. He loves this Asian cat. He loves Genghis Khan. It wasn't Joe. I, mean, I have more. I have more Asian friends than Joe. Um, but he 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 made a comment. He's like, bro, like European people of European descent, like Genghis Khan is still kind of like Hitler to some to some people. Like if you if you talk yeah. about him in Asian countries, like he's still kind of like Hitler. He's like. But like people are fascinated by the impacts that he had on the planet. Like like that motherfucker changed the climate of the planet. He killed so many people. You know what I mean? Like bodies were so high, and the gas produced those bodies were so much it changed the climate. Um, and he like, you know, he's like a what is it? What do they say? He's descended like one ninth or one tenth of the Asian population or some shit. Yeah, like it, he changed the genome. Um, but it, it doesn't mean just because Genghis Khan was a, a fucking monster in his time, like killing people and raping people and burn, he's still an important aspect of human history that we can't forget. You know what I mean? Um, Absolutely. So, but, you know, but Genghis Khan, he, he's going to get canceled, bro. You cancel the Muppets and it's all over. You know, they'll be canceled. They'll, they'll be canceling dinosaurs soon. You know, <laughs> and everybody um, loves dinosaurs. I, I was uh, scrolling through Facebook because I like to go on Facebook and just drop a meme and go. But every so yeah. often, I like to just scroll through groups and see, you know, what, what the climate is on things, um, whether it be action figures or, you know, um, comic books or, you know, jujitsu. But I'm in a movie group. I didn't know this until I saw I was in a movie group. Um, and as I'm scrolling, I stop and someone... Uh, there was a picture from uh, Greece, and they said it looks like Greece is getting canceled. Next, how do you guys feel about that? Oh, are you, you know, talking? You're, you're not talking about the country. I was like, no, 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 like, no, 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 gonna, no. The, gonna, the movie they're Greece. Cancel gyros. I mean, dude, <laughs> yeah. like, dude, dude, listen, man. Like, I'm not trying to I say. Be I'm, not, I'm not trying to make you stereotypes, but my dad's gay, so I know every word of Greece, all the songs. I can sing them, like. Like any any fa- any family event, we're all singing Greece. All right, I'm just I know that love it. Love everybody, it. everybody, you know, I'm the oldest of four, but we're all singing Greece. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I was in drama in high school, uh, um, and and we did Greece. And I, before I realized oh, yeah. I didn't want to be in drama anymore, I learned, you know, the entire fucking movie just about. But you know, when they're saying that, they're like, yeah, they're, you know, they're, they're looking at canceling it. And someone quoted, you know, one of the lines, um, tell me more, tell me more, did she put up a fight? And look, I get it. Uh, you know, it, I don't know. I just feel like, look, if you don't like something, don't watch it. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't know. It's just whenever things come up and they want to cancel something, especially from the past, like, like you say, you, you know, reading, uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, reading Dracula, reading Sherlock Sherlock Holmes, and you know it's not that things are being said in a racist manner because they're you know being hateful. It, that that was the time. There, there's one there's one story there's one story specifically in Sherlock Holmes where 
Um, and English woman is, is you know, one of his cases. And what you find out is like English woman moved to America. She actually married a black man and had a child with him. She moved back to, he, he passed away. She moved back to England and then found another man, married him and like secluded her, her, her child away. And so like, I guess the husband or somebody like hired Sherlock Holmes to find out, you know, what was going on with this other house on the property. Mm -hmm. And then his wife is sneaking over there and whatever. And, um, and they, so it was interesting because what ended up happening is I think the man, I might fuck up the story now. I want to say the man was, was fine. He was like, he was like, it was fine with it, but they still, kind of objectified the girl and the girl was still kind of a it's almost even though they, it was kind of a progressive story for like you know whenever it was fuck, i mean shit, it was between 1890 and 1920 right um so yeah. i i would assume that'd be pretty racy for for england in that time period so you know you know Obviously, the the mother was still, you know, valued her daughter and whatever else, and she was still in this world where she couldn't have this mixed race child. And they, and they they did, I think, they didn't call her the N word, but they used some other fancy, you know, some other fancy British word that would be interpreted as a slur, I believe, if, if my if my memory serves me right. But they still. There was still reference to the child as she's an object, like it, or like a cat. You know, there there was yeah. definitely a, you could definitely read it like, okay, you know, you know, she's not human, but she's got human tendencies. That's like that, that's like the kind of like how it reads, you know. And it like, uh, and I'm reading like, oh, this got fucked up, right? But at the same time, it's like, well, I mean, I guess for a hundred years ago. Or more than a hundred years, maybe a hundred and fucking thirty years ago, because I don't remember exactly. What, I mean, he, he, there were so many stories he wrote over thirty years. Um, I guess that was pretty progressive at the time, and in hmm. like stories like that, I mean, what if stories like that let lay the progressive foundation for us to move forward? You know, like like I'm a big Star Trek. I love Star Trek. You know, I don't love Star Trek for the same reason I love Star Wars. Star, but I think that Star Trek has had these has had these cultural events like like the first interracial kiss yeah, you know yep that's what I was, was on star trek you know they had that one they had that one episode where you had the people with the white face on the right side and the black face on the left side and then the people with the black face on the left side and the white face on the right side or whatever the fuck i fucked it up they just had the, the the they both had black and white faces like split right down the middle but it was vice versa and and kirk you know they that, that that's why they hated each other and Kirk was sent in to try to like, you know, be an ambassador to this these two people on this planet who who couldn't get along for these racial reasons. And he, you know, he pointed out how fucking stupid it was. But he did that in the fucking sixties, right in front of everybody, and and, and it changed. It, it helped change the culture. And, and comic books did the same thing. Like it, any kind of artwork like that that helps change the culture. And and this and certainly like Sherlock Holmes, yeah, which I'm sure I'm sure changed the culture and shifted away from from superstition and, and super mysticism and really focused on reason and, and, and uh, rationality and deductive, and, and deductive reasoning and, and investigation and, and some, of the, some of the really profound things that were going on in the culture at that time, even some social stuff. And like, if we take that shit away, because now it makes us feel icky, 
You know what I mean? And that's what it comes down to. Motherfuckers don't want to feel icky. And, and I know that's an oversimplification. People are like, God damn it, man, that's fucked up. There's like real people getting hurt and whatnot. I'm like, bro, I get it. I, I, but I mean, like, we can't erase the past to try to create. And that's, dude, bro, you got to read this, this, uh, a brave new world. I'll, I'll give you the lowdown on it. Basically, humanity gets to the point where we, we don't have kids anymore naturally. We've engineered, we, everybody's born in a test tube. And you have your alphas that do high high level work. You have your betas that do middle level work all the way down to like your to your epsilons who basically look like little dwarf monkeys, right? Because they, they they purposely stunt their growth in utero. I'm serious. They look like little they look like little like little almost like little chimps, right? Um because they stunt their and, and all that like one job would be the elevator. Elevator goes up. And then they play. They condition them to a sound with elevators up to go down, and that's all they do. Or you might you might have somebody that just sits on an assembly line and pushes a button. But anyway, the whole culture, everybody's on this drug that's basically like the perfect drug that doesn't leave you. There's no. It makes you happy. It doesn't leave any side effects. It's not addictive per se. Like you don't have withdrawals from it, and it doesn't kill you. So it's like the perfect drug that like they just drug the masses, and they have a bunch of sporting events and there's no culture there's no there's no high art they actually frown upon it there's no shakespeare there's no nothing there's no history like all like all they do is consume and 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 produce and and the whole society's based on you know and everybody can fornicate there's no there's no husbands there's no wives so everybody just has orgies so that they basically promote having an infant mentality and that's how they keep the people state that's how they keep the the society stable and everybody is even keel and everybody's always happy and everybody stays young until they become senile because they their medical technology is advanced so like when you're 80 years old but you still you're 20 and your brain just goes to mush they just take you and let you die and and, and nobody gets mad because you don't really have any relatives everybody's burned the test tube so like you know nobody cares they just burn the bodies and and, and the the wheels of production go on and they don't they don't pray to God. They pray to Henry Ford because Henry Ford invented the assembly line, mm-hmm. and so it's like this dystopian future. And and the kind of the the protagonist is, is is a person that's born outside of the system in what they call like a savage a savage land, but he's just born like normal people like we are today, and he goes into this world and it's just it's disgusting, you know. But like they basically sterilized everything in the world, so nobody's allowed to feel any pain people are conditioned against seeing blood or getting sick or ugliness or, you know, everybody lives in this perfect harmonious bullshit, but you realize how perverse it is and how disgusting and how nobody works for anything and nobody has, nobody values anything. They're just kind of chugging along in this, this feel good, you know, fog of, of semi living. Really, really great, man. Uh, Brave new world. You know, I'm sure all your, all your jujitsu guys are going to jump right on it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like so. Sarah has read it. Um, I, I, I'm almost certain she's read it because I know it's around this house somewhere. I know there's a copy um, floating around this house. It's uh, it's some fu- it's some fucked up. And a buddy of mine, he's been he's been talking to me about it. Um, he's like, dude, you got to read this book, man. And like, it's one of his favorite. Um, and like, I'm like, all right, bro, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And like, it's one of those. It's like, damn, man. Uh, and the, the other thing I'll say about like the Victorian reading thing. Like, God damn, bro, we are fucking stupid. We had like the worst vocabulary. 
you read some of the stuff and I got, you got to grab a source every five minutes. Um, we, we really kind of, we've really kind of dumbed it down and they kind of address that in the brave new world, how they keep everybody, even the smart people are kind of stupid. You know, everybody's kind of at the third grade reading level. And they, the only thing they know how to do is their job. You know, no matter how sophisticated that job is, you might be making microprocessors. That's all you know about is that is microprocessors. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, we got, we got off, we off topic, bro. Sorry about that. Hope no, your listeners right. are still engaged. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the the numbers keep growing, so like they like something. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it, it, I, well, I think they like that it's inconsistent. They're just like, hey, well, well hey, man, you know, in the secret of podcasting, it's just it's self therapy, man. Right? Yeah. Every everybody into the podcast, like, listen, man, the truth is, it you know, I might make some money off of this, or I might have a following, but I do this for myself. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, that's what what happened. Um, because when COVID hit. I couldn't train jujitsu and therapy. I was only uh, like, I'd already cut down therapy to once a month and yeah. COVID hit and I lost, I lost jujitsu. So I had already been kind of wanting to do a podcast anyway. And just I figure, you know, you know, this was the time let's do it. And really this had become kind of therapy for me, just getting on here, talking with um, lots of different individuals, just, not just you know yeah. martial artists, but talking with authors, talking with uh, people who you know do the carnivore diet, you know, you know, just talking yeah. with you know talking with friends. It's just like oh okay. And afterward, I had someone ask me. I- um, she was like, "Are you do you, how do you feel afterward? Do you feel exhausted? Because sometimes I do two or three in a day, and I'm like, no, actually, I feel great afterwards. So." Yeah. I'll tell you, I, I do miss, I do miss that weekly routine of doing a podcast. Um, you know, but the last, the last year, I guess year, almost year and a half now, it's been, it's been busy as fuck, and I'm, I'm sl- slowly getting to that more stable, that stable spot. But yeah, man, it, it, it is like there's nothing, nothing beats a good podcast, like recording one, folks. I mean, and, uh, and, and like, and, and, and nothing really beats listening to a good podcast. I got two Absolutely. questions for you. Yep, yep. One, are you able to? Are you are, is your is your uh, jujitsu is uh, your dojo or whatever? Is, are you guys training again, or, or can you train with COVID um, limited? Or are you back on the mat? We are back open. Well, we've been open since July um, in limited capacity. We're starting to kind of okay. get back more to a, a fuller routine, but yeah, we're up and running. Uh, we, you know, we have to wear masks um, while in there. Which for me, I honestly like it because it helps force my cardio. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it forces me to pace myself. So, you know, I'm, I'm into the weird shit. Choke me a little bit. Um, mm. But, mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're back up and running. Um, second question. Have you have you continued listening to Joe Rogan's podcast when he, as he went to Spotify? Yes. Um, I, I am. Uh, kind of in and out on some of the episodes but yeah I, i've listened to at least the last three i know for sure and i've been listening to his podcast for at least five years it gotta be at least five years um yeah. but I, yeah i i've I fallen off on spotify i mean like it it's just an extra step that's that's got yeah. me like you know like unfortunately I, I guess i need to utilize that that program more um, 
Yeah, I feel like I, I feel like I'm missing it. I'm missing my Rogan time, bro. Um, yeah. he, he's at such a wide variety of, of topics and conversations. And, and, and you know, it's funny. I'm not really big on the MMA ones because I just mm-hmm. think like I, 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 really, I want to listen to like a scientist or some or, or you know, a fucking investigative reporter or somebody about sure. some UFO or some Bigfoot shit. So like I'll skip that one. But every once in a while, it'll just it'll pop on. But there's still good conversations, man. Like sometimes that's the most interesting shit because they don't talk about fighting. Kind of like this yeah. podcast. You know? yeah. <laughs> talk about random shit. Um, you know, and like that, like that. So it's like you you always kind of get you know get something really good. So um, um, there, that uh, one who, scientist cat that said the UFO has already been here. That that was pretty good. Yeah. So he's he's had uh, the guy uh, from the who fire in the sky was based off of um he was on there last month yep, travis travis walton yeah 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 um it was a, that was a very, decent one. very very interesting episode um and it's weird because like since the spotify move over i have spotify and i really wasn't using it a whole lot um and then you know it, it's in it's on my phone it, it's you know convenient for me to get to um, but yeah, I, I use different apps for podcasts, but like right now, because of that, that's where I go now just to do all my podcasts and because Joe Rogan's podcast is there. So all the other podcasts I listen to are available on Spotify as well. So it's like, you know what? That's fine. I keep the other podcast apps on my phone just to check mine to make sure like, okay, is it still popping up there? Um, and you know, and just making sure everything's good there but yeah i use spotify mainly because joe rogan's on there now and even with that like i was just saying the other day i've been trying especially in 2020 i've been trying to listen to podcasts that have been hosted by people i know because i've been able to see anyone this year mm-hmm. so or this past year so yeah. it, it kind of keeps me like i'm in the loop with things um you know it's like yeah uh, people that I, I um, know through jujitsu have podcasts. I listen to their podcasts just to kind of, you know, keep in the know on what's going on there. Um, you know, uh, you, you know, everyone from um, like there, there are a whole bunch more podcasts that popped up through, um, you know, the Rimmel Collectors guys. You know, they, like there's so many more podcasts popped up. So I'm just listening to to their stuff, just kind of thinking like, OK, well, you know, if, if I hear someone on three of those podcasts and it's like, okay, I can probably narrow it down to one instead of listening to, you know, your three different shows, but, um, but everything's available on Spotify as far as I can see. So that's what I just do is just go there. Um, and I mean, I guess if that's what they're looking for with Joe to try to bring ears there it, it, from this angle, it's working. Cause like I said, I listen to most of my stuff there now. Um, I still do my music on Amazon music because yeah. I pay for that, but yeah. You know what? I, I need to check that, man, because I have the Amazon. I got the Pandora. I, I love just fucking wasting money on these subscription services. I will say this Same. about the podcast. One thing that I've stopped is any political podcast. Like back in like, yes. I want to say November. I think it was in November. I just, I got, I got so tired of the bullshit. I got tired of people bickering. I got tired of this divisiveness. And I just let that shit go. I, I'll be honest with you, man. I don't watch the news. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fucked up, man. I don't watch Same. any any political news, um, and uh, you know, I mean, I, 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 you know, some I've actually deleted my Facebook page. I, I still have I still have Messenger, and I've got yeah. a Facebook. I got a separate Facebook 
account for like my little side hobby give me like my my gaming stuff you know um just 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 my nerd stuff and the only people that i'm there on that is is just strictly nerd people um and and we don't talk politics and you start somebody starts talking politics i I see too much political bullshit on i don't care if it's left right independent i don't give a fuck boop you're you're unfollowed boop you know i i want to see i want to see painted miniatures or you know like (laughs) anybody knows me from nerd rage I'm i'm a i'm a huge you know you know, a miniature game painting art nerd for that shit. Um, but uh, yeah, if it's not comic books, if it's not movies that are coming out, if it's not painted miniatures um, or some kind of, you know, I'm getting I'm getting old and sentimental. So like, you know, yeah. animal videos. I don't know what it, I don't know what it is, bro. My, I'll be over here and my wife. Are you watching some animal video? I'm like, yeah, you know, these guys put this mud and glue all over this dog and they they nursed it back to health and looks so happy now <laughs> getting all getting all teary-eyed and shit um yeah that that it, it's only happy shit you know well i mean i guess you know grim there's some grim dark stuff with the with the warhammer 40k shit but yeah it's only yeah. it's only hot i'm 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 using social media for what i think social media should be for and, and like exactly. this put this in there too um yeah, well, that that yeah. was the thing with um with my like I said, I go on Facebook and I drop a meme and I'm out. Um, post and ghost. I don't stick around. For <laughs> but you're just throwing, you're throwing grenades, bro. You're just throwing you're throwing grenades. Um, Ooh, every so often I will throw dude, up dude, I'll throw I, something I, out there, and and it, it it can get a little dicey. But most of the time, <laughs> it's just, let's put some funny stuff and let people laugh. I don't I can't do the nonsense anymore. I, I'm old. I, I'm tired. I get headaches real bad. Like probably, <laughs> I probably see a doctor, but you know, <laughs> you should see a doctor about that. Yeah, I get. I use. Uh, we started using Discord about uh, probably about a year, maybe a little longer ago. We got like a chat for my, my gaming group. I got a couple other chats mm-hmm. that I follow. Um, it, it a lot of companies like I'm. You know, I love Kickstarter. I, I, one of my side businesses, I use Kickstarter and did pretty well on it. Um, so I'm always going on there and, and, and finding some cool Kickstarter stuff. Like there's some video games that like I help kickstart and they'll do a discard server so you can sit there and, and communicate. But I, I like that shit because I can silence that stuff. I'm not addicted to looking at it. Um, if I want to go find something or if somebody hits me up directly, I can go to one of the boards. But like my close friend group, like the like one's got like maybe 20 people, another one's got like maybe 10. I mean, we have a not, not safe for work you know, funny ass meme like page. And, um, that, that fulfills my meme, my, my meme requirement, you know, uh, yeah. take two memes and call me in the morning. Like, uh, <laughs> and, uh, I don't think any, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, man, the, the best one, the, 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 the meme of all memes for me here in 2021 has got to be the Bernie Sanders ones, man. The Bernie Sanders yeah. with gloves on. I mean, those yeah. are priceless and I don't care how you feel about Ber- Bernie. Those are fucking comedic gold. Um, yeah, yeah. I can't get enough. Like, like when I saw him wrapped around Demi Moore, uh, you know, <laughs> taking Patrick Swayze's space on the yeah. ghost, the ghost scene with the, with the pottery, dude. I almost fucking I, I laughed so hard I almost pissed myself, man. Goddamn, those are good. And yeah. uh, one of my sergeants, he came in one day and had stuck. He had he had cut. He had printed one out and stuck it on like the reverse side of my desk, like that faces the door. I couldn't really see it. It's like. So I like left and came back in like you motherfuckers. But I left that motherfucker up. It's great, um, but yeah, man, those Bernie, those Bernie Sanders memes are are pretty good. Um, and some of the, like like Baby Yoda. Who doesn't love Baby Yoda? 
Yeah. So I can I can I can do baby Yoda memes all day long. Dude, how, how do you like Mandalorian? Um it, nerd shit. I liked it early on. Like I I loved it early on. Um it was just something different for me. Then um like most shows, it kind of took a dip for me. I just I, I think because I, I I dove in head first and was just like wrapped myself in it and then I was like, okay, I need a break. But once that second season hit, like the like the last two episodes of the first season and pretty much through all of the second season, I was just I was in just all in again. Yeah. Um because the second season was similar to me in pace, like the final season of Breaking Bad. Like yeah. you didn't have a chance yeah. to breathe. It was like one thing after the other, something's always going as fast pace, which worries me though, moving forward though. But yeah. I'm not worried about the future. I'm worried about the current, and the current was really good. So I, I'm enjoying Bro, it. I, I I'm I'm with you, man. dude. Like it made me, it made me uh, it made me love Star Wars again. I've like I've had two times with when that first Clone Wars cartoon came out in the theater. It killed Star mm. Wars for me. Like it was so mm. bad. That whole Sky guy. I mean, it was just so bad. Little Java baby. Um, yeah. I, I want to say Bobby and I walked out on that, but I don't think we did. I think we talked about it. Like we went and saw it, I think, in the Rundle Mills Mall. And it was so bad. And I was like, man, fuck, this is some fucking garbage. And this made me, it made me realize how, like, the broken parts of the prequels, right? Yeah. And, um, and then when the new ones, like, the first, the first new one was fine. The second new one I thought was, was trash. And then the, the, the last one that came out, I didn't even see it in the theater, bro. Which is, I think, it's fucking crazy. Um, and I finally watched it. I think I watched it on Disney Plus because I was like, I'm not paying for that movie. And then I got Disney oh, Plus for free, and I'm like, well, not paying. <laughs> I'm not paying for this, so technically I can watch this movie. You know what I mean? I'm not breaking my rules. And you know what I thought it was? I thought it was nostalgic trash. You know, like, like yeah, yeah. I watched it, and like there was some feels. That like like oh look what you did there oh look how you you manipulated my emotions oh that's nice um and at the end and like my you know and I was like okay it, you know it is what it is it's nostalgic trash um it's just it's yeah. like it's like a a smut it's like a smut magazine for for nerd nostalgia you know it's just it's it's like made for you to rub one out like every three minutes you're never gonna watch it all the way through it's like a like a VHS porno tape back in the in the fucking, you know, nobody watched them the whole way through. You just need to watch them three minutes at a time. Um, but then when the Mandalorian came out, um, I loved it. Like I loved the feel of it. And then, and then the aspect of the family tradition of like every, you know, Thursday or Friday, whenever the fucking came yeah. out, of mm-hmm. getting together with the girls and we were excited and they were so excited about Baby Yoda and Baby Yoda's cute as fuck. And then you know, seeing Ahsoka, seeing Boba Fett, and, and Boba Fett finally getting being somewhat cool um and then mm-hmm. fucking seeing luke at the end bro like dude I'm i mean I, I feel i feel like i've been waiting fucking 36 years for that fucking to see that you know what i mean like like that's 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 what i always imagined in my in my heart of hearts you know what it would look like on the live screen and i'm like thank you thank you for what you did here um and yeah I, I, i'm 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 really excited about to see where they take it. And like, I, like I'm, I want, I want, I, I want to buy the fucking hot toys. I want to, I want to, I'm thinking about buying this fucking Mandalorian statue with little baby Yoda, like on the side. He's like, he's got some walking swagger and whatever. 
And if I didn't just move recently and, and you know, my, my wife would let me buy something like that, I'd fucking do it. <laughs> Maybe when the mama don't know funds replenish. Um, but yeah, I love it, bro. I love it. Like, you know? um, make make Sebastian stain stain. You know the Winter Soldier. Make him Luke Skywalker. Do a Luke Skywalker show like yeah. right after, uh, a Jedi. Give me that. I mean, yeah, that's that's what I was saying. It's like after what happened in the finale, it's like okay, where do you go from here? Because you can't just have a character like you know Baby Yoda and then just okay he's going away with luke and then that's just that you know it's like no we we, we got to know where yeah. it goes from there um i'm excited i'm excited for ahsoka and see where that's gonna go um, yeah dude I, rosario dawson she's yeah. she was awesome man yeah it, better know, in real so, life cool 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 so, so <laughs> i always use your stories uh of meeting her to justify how cool she is when people are like, "Oh yeah, Rosario Dawson," yeah, so like, hey, I, I, hey. I'll tell the, I'll tell the story. So, so Bobby and I were at San Diego Comic Con, which is big as fuck. So, I, I, I can't express to you like, if you walk from one side, it's so full. If you walk to one side to the other, I mean, it could take you thirty minutes of trying to walk through. Like that's that's how big it is. This is packed. So, Bobby and I walked by her, and I was like, "That's Rosario Dawson," and Bobby said, "Nope." That ass isn't fat enough. Quote unquote. I was like, yes, it is. I was like, excuse me, are you Rosario Dawson? I said, yes. I was like, can we get a picture? She's like, I'd love to get a picture with you guys, but can you can you walk with me? Because I'm late already and I, I need to hurry up and get there. And we're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, then she's like, we can take a picture of the booth, there'll be more room and everything. I'm like, oh yeah, cool. So as we're walking, Bobby had made the stop snitching shirt with the Star Wars character from uh A New Hope that snitched like Luke and Obi-Wan out. And the stormtroopers yeah. are coming after Millennium Falcon, leaving Mos Eisley. And she during a stop snitching event. And if you don't know what stop snitching is, just look it up. It's probably fucking YouTube gold right now. Um, it's like, oh, that's a cool shirt. I get it. You know, she was like, you know, she got the joke. And so like we just like we're chatting. I don't even remember what we were chatting about, but like but we just had like this like five, ten minute walk across this really crowded area chatting with her. You know, she was asking, Where are you guys from? Blah blah blah. And like, yeah, we're just finished up clerks too. And you know, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, thanks. And she's like, I, I, I really appreciate you guys, you know, walking all this way over here to photograph him. It's really late. And and she was just, she was so cool with us. So we walked back and she had to talk to somebody real quick. And then we got our photo and everything. Just cool as shit. And that was really, that was really nice, man. I mean, like, we're, you're in there with a fucking 100,000 people. She's like, hey, sorry, I can't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got to go by. You know, and just, you know, but that was, that was, that was very cool of her. So uh, mad props to her on that one. That was, you know, Anyway, that's my Rosaris Dawson. She's a beautiful girl, but anytime you meet like famous people, um, I, I had this story, man. Like sometimes you meet famous people and you're like, oh, you're really, you're really well put together. Like you, you're like you're prettier in real life, and then sometimes you meet and be like, oh, you're all, you know, you're all special effects, yeah. right? Yeah. And there's a couple people that I've met, um. And like, I'm not gonna mention who it is because it's 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 probably like politically charging. But I met this one, you know, famous person. I'm like, oh my god, you're like beautiful. Like you're like, like goddamn, like any angle I look at you, you're like gorgeous. Holy shit, no wonder you're a beauty queen. Um, but then like, you meet some people like, oh, I thought he'd be taller. Like, <laughs> what's the guy's name from um, uh, the getaway driver? He was in like Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, and he was a snatch. Uh, Jason, the Kung Fu guy. Jason, Jason. Um. Jason Statement, dude, little fella, bro. 
little fella. Yeah. I don't. I've you look up his Wikipedia says he's six two. That shit is not true. He, like if he's five, if he's five six, I'm surprised. Uh, yeah, I've always heard that he was he was not a very big fella. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he can kick my ass. So you know, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm gonna call him little in front of him. No, he'll fuck me up I mean, easily. But you know, and then he'll drive away yeah, real fast and get away with it. Doesn't change the fact that he sits on the curb and his legs dangle. So that's right. Relax. He had really long. He had really long shoes on too, which was crazy. Like that pointy, like that really pointy toe fad that came. In, you know, like like motherfucker walking around little fuck with clown shoes on. Anyway, that's my yeah. that's um, my story with that. But yeah, she's like, you know, having not met her, just, you know, hearing, you know, when I initially heard the story, I was like, yeah, that doesn't seem far-fetched. I mean, she seems, you know, she seems like she would be really, really sweet. Um, yeah. So it's always good to, to hear that confirmed about a celebrity. So glad to hear that because. I've, met, know, it, I've it, met both. I met both sides where like people are fucking uppity as fuck and then people are really down to earth. You know what I mean? Like. We'll stop and chat with you for like 15, 20 minutes. You know what I mean? Um, which is cool, man. You know, and I, and I get it. Like, it, like, you know, it, it can be overwhelming when you're fucking famous and you don't want to be bothered. You just want to be a real person too. But I mean, it, it's a it's yeah. a hard balance. But yeah, she was a sweetheart. Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine being in that position sure. just as a person and having you know just people know you, recognize you, and then not being able to go anywhere without being bothered. But you know, but there are still those that they get it. They understand. They do their best to kind of weather it. Um, I'm sure it's exhausting. Yeah. So good. Good. I had one incident where uh, I was out with some buddies and I had a guy that he was a buddy of mine from Canada that came down to visit me and we were hanging out with another buddy and we were sitting outside at this table and this guy recognized my voice from the Internet and came to the table and said, are you hey, are you Adam Russman? I'm like, uh, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, man, I love your stuff. Yeah, keep it up, bro. And like, and then he left, and I looked at my two like, dude, I did not hire that guy. You know, <laughs> of course, my buddy's like, oh, I come down from Canada, you're trying to fucking show up, motherfucker. Yeah, you're trying to, like, dude, I swear to God, I don't know who that guy was, man. But it was, it was an odd, it was an odd feeling. It was a very odd feeling. Um, you know, the, the minor experience that I had with any sort of recognition was at, um, uh, Baltimore Comic Con when we had the, the, uh, media passes and I drew that shirt like like with the yeah, sharpie yeah, yeah. and someone yelled across the way no rage radio you guys are fucking awesome I was like oh shit <laughs> like like number one yeah somebody saw the shirt they love it but number two like oh like people listen to us I, I keep forgetting that like 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 this is a thing so I, I always think back to I was like wow like Especially in this area, it's like okay, you know, people do listen to their rage, but it, I, I'm always and even with right now with BJJ Wiki, um, you know, uh, it's not a recognition thing. People don't know of me like in person, but you know, if I ask somebody, hey, can I repost this to BJJ Wiki? You know, whatever it may be, whether it's a meme or a technique video. You know, and people are really nice about it. They're like, oh, yeah, really? Like, like you want to use my thing? Like, of, of course. I'm like, dude, like, no. Like, you, you're the one that's producing something that's really awesome. Um, You know, thank you for, you know, allowing me to use it. You don't need to thank me for posting it because, like I always tell people with uh, BJJ Wiki, uh, specifically the, the Facebook and Instagram account, that account can't exist without 
you know, everyone else because I just repost everyone else's stuff and I make sure to give them credit. But, you know, if, if, you know, people tell me, hey, you can't use my stuff, my page can't really exist or well, it could. I just have to make my own content and my content would be trash. So I'm not going that route. It's trash. <laughs> I hear you, man. Like yeah, my, my meme game is, you know, I, I'm. I'm just I'm just funny enough to realize I'm not I'm not as funny as I think I am, and uh, I, I I've, I've dabbled in the meme the meme game. I will say though, I I I did coin the the different stroke. Never mind, I might even say it. It's, it's a bad it's a bad joke. You probably know what I'm talking about. I heard somebody else say it like six months. I made a joke and I heard somebody else say it about six months later. Like I'm not stole my joke. Um, but I mean it, it does come down to what you're talking about. It's like it, it's it's the power of community, man, and like um. I, I can't preach enough about that stuff. It's like we, we're, 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 we are negligently in a way like segregating ourselves from one another because we think that social media is going to like connect us somehow and it's just pushing us away. Yeah. And I remember this one, when I, when I was first applying to a police job, I was living in a condo with 16, 16 units total. So, I mean, there probably was, you know, over 30 people that lived there because some people had kids. And I think there was only one guy that lived by himself. And uh, the guy who was interviewing was like, yeah, I need a, I need, you know, we got to do your background check now. So we're going to need names and addresses of all your neighbors. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know any of my neighbors' names or phone numbers or whatever. I don't know any of my neighbors. He's like, well, so young man, I put on a suit and go knock on doors and introduce yourself. Um, and uh, it's just like, Dan, there, there was... 30 of us living on top of each other. And I didn't know one person's name at all. That's fucking crazy, man. You know? So, yeah. and, and I mean, the, the beautiful thing about, you know, our communities that we, you know, you and I both, you know, fostered or, or, or created or, or, you know, spread it, it is a great thing because we, you know, people have common bonds and common interests, but I mean, you know, you know, find that community out your front door, man. You know, like that's, that's important as well. Um, yeah, you know, family and friends are around that area, uh, and I do miss the I do miss the martial arts community, man. I, I I keep on telling myself now that my kids are a little bit older um, now and I have a little bit more free time, um, I need to get back into. It. I need to get back into it, uh, you know. And then I usually, you know, uh, push myself a little too hard on on the on the bike or or on the on the trail, and then I'm you know paying for. Cause you're getting, we're getting old, bro. You know, yeah. Or, yeah. or, or, or great chest airs. You know, the next, the next thing that comes, bro. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> said, those great pubes hit. It's over. <laughs> so. You look down. You look down. <laughs> you look at yourself in the mirror, and you, you know, like, like you, you don't have it no more, man. You're, you're done. You're ready to, you're ready to expire, bro. To move you out to, to, to greener pastures. Um, so. But I, I know there's a lot. It's amazing how many jujitsu places are around. But yeah. I, I do, I do uh, wonder how COVID is affecting that. I mean, a lot of the guys with gyms and everything are getting they're getting fucked up right now. Um, uh, and yeah. like uh, getting mm-hmm. on my getting on my yoga mat or uh, getting on my stationary bike or whatever. You know, you you need somebody unless you get, I guess unless I get one of those uh, three dimensional Bob jujitsu action figures, not a sex doll. You know, I'm talking about those, those, uh, those like 75 pound ones you roll around with a little bit. Um, Actually, I have one sitting in the next... <laughs> Oh, do you? 
Yeah, I'm actually trying to get rid of him. <laughs> so if you want to grab him, dummy, is it the one? Is the one like his 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 body's his body's is like black with red trim. His body's a cylinder, and like he just has like arms projecting out. Hold on, let me see if I can. Uh, how do? I... Oh, there he is, <laughs> slumped over yeah. in the chair. Oh, you got a you got a gi, you got a gi on him and everything. I've I've yeah. only seen him in naked form. <laughs> see, uh, see, those are the freaks though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah man well bunch of dirty cops we just beat uh, ours up we just gotta drag him across the room <laughs> hey, i don't even so, i think uh someone gave a uh, uh, pastor sent that to me uh practically new he couldn't use it he got it and then i uh, got hurt so i sent it to me and I, I i stuffed it with like old clothes i was like all right and then i think i used it twice and i was like yeah like i'm, I'm not like it for me I like I'm I just can't utilize it myself personally. Sophie used it a couple times when um I was doing the Zoom classes, but otherwise it's just like it's not my cup of tea. So uh, I, I, I got a, I got a I got a question for you. So we had my oldest daughter in a in a it was an MMA MMA class. It was a I don't want to give away the the company because I don't want to talk crap about them, but like. They had a pretty big complex. One side was a gym, but it was like it was like the boot camp style type workout, which I which I love doing that kind of stuff. And then the other side, they had MMA stuff and like free weights and stuff like that. So it was cool. They had a you know the, a kids a kids martial arts class at the same time in my gym. But what always bugged me is the teacher was always like high five. You know, like my teacher was like like shut up, don't talk. You know, like. I, you know, he he fucking knocked me knocked me the fuck out if I if I disrespected you know I didn't ask any questions. I mean, there was times where you know uh, you know he 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 kicked me out of the out of the, the school, and I like he gave me two buckets of sand. I had to go run with the buckets of sand like into my arms and a T, or he wasn't let me back in to get my car keys to go to work on time. You know what I mean? Like that. Like he was fucking strict. Anyway, I. uh this this teacher was always like, "Hey, buddy, what's going on, buddy?" And like, it was just like game time, and I was like, ah, "I was like, tell my wife, I don't like this. This is not discipline enough. This is like fun time. This is not. You shouldn't be joking and, and smoking and joking." Well, she was, she was like in, oh god, I want to say she was like in second grade at the time, and she was grappling with a fourth grade boy, so two years older than him, and he was choking her out, and she couldn't tap, and she was like starting to fucking like fucking panic and finally the teacher wasn't paying attention he saw it and he went over there and like oh no no let her go let her go and she it fucking traumatized her she was crying you know scared the shit of her and i got like i like got in the teacher's face like see this is that fucking bullshit you know you guys are everybody over here's having high five time and and it's a fucking game and it's a fucking fun and there's no discipline over there and you're putting her with a fucking a a, a, a kid two years old like, well she you know, Mr. Russman, she she was doing so well, you know, and, and, and she, you know, she could definitely handle it. She was coming to blast. Like, no, there's no excuse, man. Fucking tighten up your ship. And like, I, I pulled her out of it after that. I was just like, I'm, I'm done. So with Sophie, are, I, are you finding a, like, are you going to get her? In? Cause I want to get them into something again. Um, but like, I got to find, I got to find something that's like that old grizzled, you know, <laughs> Sifu, Sinfu, you know, sensei that like, like, all right, I'm gonna, I, if I if I leave my kid with this guy, and like a a you know a gang of ninjas show up, he's gonna he's gonna beat all those ninjas up and protect my kid. 
you know, like in the 80s film. Um, and, and they're not going to get choked out by the by the fourth grader. Um, so where, where's your journey into that? Like, you know, where are you at? Are you just like, I'll just teach it myself? Um, so I'm actually one of the kids' coaches at our gym. And I – so she's going to be going. I'm just yeah. trying to debate. I don't know that I can coach her because I think – for her, I'm going to be too strict. Um, just got to be strict, man. But the thing is, I think with her, I think I'm going to be too strict to the point where I'm going to make her hate it, and I don't want her to. So yeah, I, yeah. I got to because we we work here at home, and I'm very strict on her here at yeah. home about it. So I'm trying to sort that out. But um, you know, I, I think like going back to you know the story with your daughter, though, it sounds like. You know, I, I don't. I'm not the perfect instructor. I don't. I don't know nothing. But it, it sounds like whatever's going on there with that dude, because like we we have kids different ages roll with each other. But I let them know immediately. You know, there's no submissions. We're not. You know, we're drilling right now. Catch and release. You get it there, and then you let it go. Show that you can get it. Yeah. But you don't. You you know you're not tapping anyone out. Um. Number one. And number two, like my classes, like, yeah, my classes, I start off real silly, but once class is going, they know it's not playtime. You know, they, they know yeah. that when Coach Dante's talking, voices off, ears on, eyes up. They, they, we're not playing games right now. Then, you know, then when it's all done, you know, we, we get lined up by our belt rank, feet together, hands by our sides, everybody eyes up, focus. All right, let's bow out, clap out, get out of here. But and, and the thing is with her, <laughs> I think I'm going to be 10 times stricter on her about that because you got to come home with me. So, you know, I don't want to do it. Yep, shit. I'm with you. Um, well, but that, already, that's the plan with her. See, I already fucked up with the running because my daughter was doing girls on the run. And then the last one we do, we do two, two five K's back to back. So you do like a five K practice on Friday. Or Saturday, and then you do the real 5K on Sunday. So I mean, you know, three, three, three and some change miles. I mean, that's you know, for a little kid, that's 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 a lot. And um, but like, <laughs> I'm ashamed. Like, you're not going to stop. We're not stopping. You know, we're not. We don't quit. So like, you know, the, the last 5K, I'm, I'm running. Like, no, come on, we're not stopping. Let's go. <laughs> At one point in time, I might have been holding her hand, <laughs> pulling her along. <laughs> and then after we were done yeah like we don't quit you know this is the this is why your dad's always hurting himself <laughs> god damn it <laughs> you're, you're gonna learn the right way um and uh there's another there's another guy like in there he like he's like a neighborhood guy i see him at the pool I, 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 don't, I don't like the cut of his jibs like i'd be damned if that motherfucker's gonna beat us him and his, him and his daughter are not beating my me and my daughter god damn it um <laughs> so uh yeah yeah so she she quit running after that um, yeah, I'd probably be like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, uh, might have might have made a tactical error there. Yeah, live and learn. She still talks shit to me about it every day. Hey, don't go running with dad. This is, I mean, she's like, you know, she's fourteen now, and I'm talking mad shit. I was, I wanted to stop after a mile. He's like pulling me for two miles. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the trick to that is you've already lost that one. <laughs> There's no coming back. So. <laughs> You got yeah, she's, two, she's, fine. she's got she's got she's got other talents we don't, we don't the you know 
she, she'll get a free ride from singing in in, in uh, drama. I don't have to worry about that one. As long as I have to, right. long as I have to pay for college, Dante, that's that's my whole thing. They better they better fucking learn how to fucking ride a bike or you know kick a soccer ball or you know swing a golf club. I'm not paying for college, man. I ain't doing that shit. I didn't, yep. you know, I paid for my college and my wife's college. I ain't paying for nobody else's college. God damn it. <laughs> Maybe my you. grandkids' college when I have a lot of money. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, you, you got to get those other two and just tell them don't ever listen to the don't listen to the older one. She doesn't know what she's talking about. She's she's a crazy person. Dad knows best. Just treat it that way. Before right line, and that, that older yeah. one, send her along. Well. So, Ma- so Master Kitten came like that Thanksgiving I told you about. Master Kitten came and stayed for a few days, and you know, he's like, "Get your ass out of here! Let's 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 work some let's work some techniques and whatnot." And so they got into it for a while. For about a week, they're like, "Dad, Dad, can you can you teach us some stuff?" And I would go out there with them and soon, you know, they they that they got no longer entertaining. But my youngest, she's a beast, and um, so when we we took the we were doing rock climbing before COVID, and we were getting into it and everything, and I mean. So she's as big as she's the youngest, but she's as big as the middle one. She's actually probably bigger than the middle one now. She 30 foot up a rope, like nobody's business, like little Bruce Lee, boom, 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 all the way up there, hitting hitting the rocks and everything. So that's gonna be my that's gonna be my scrapper. She she would get into it. We just gotta find we just we we just recently moved. Um and uh you know, so we gotta find some other place around here that's a little bit closer. Um but definitely definitely get her into it. So she 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 can be she'll be my badass. I'll have usually one. Yeah, no boys, no girls. So yeah. Uh, oh, she's definitely the most devious for for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> for sure. So but, you know, it is what it is. I'm gonna um go ahead and get us wrapped up out of here. Starting to get to that point of dinner time. So um, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap up. Uh, like we got to do this again, dude. Uh, this was awesome. So uh, thank you so Absolutely, much for man. for coming. Oh yeah, this was, was great. It was it was just good talking it, to it you. It was too. fun, I man. I know, I know. We need to catch up, man, for sure. I gotta, ha- I gotta have you guys, I gotta have you guys out here. We can go actually on a. I'm, I'm on some property now, so we can actually go out there and shoot guns on my property, like a like a, like a bunch of fucking hillbillies. <laughs> <laughs> That's I saw the pictures um, of the new place. I was looking like, God damn, like, sheesh. Like so, yeah, that that's fucking awesome, dude. Um, but um, it's a it's a humble it's a humble little cottage, humble little place. Eh, I mean, everybody's definition of a humble is different. <laughs> this shit is rocking though. I love it. Um, appreciate it, bro. Before I get out of here, let me just go ahead and say to everybody that's listening, thank you so much. I uh, appreciate everyone's downloads and listening to this. Make sure everybody goes out there and check out Soon to BJJ. I say it every episode. I'm going to say it again. Go check out my buddy Zach over at Soon to BJJ. Um, he's got a project that he's working on. It should be ready very soon. Um, he's excited. I'm excited. Um, also, go check out um, the Deep Half podcast. Uh, my buddy Danny Patrick BJJ. Uh, my BJJ is okay. It's bitch. They got a great show over there. I was just a recent guest. Got into a little bit of fuckery over there. So, Go check it out. And um, as usual, if you got any questions, concerns, want to be a guest on the show, reach out to me, bjj.wiki on Instagram or off the mats podcast, I think, on Instagram. Uh, you all should know what it is. I've said it before, but uh, it should be off the mats podcast on Instagram. Uh, just feel free. Shoot me a message. I'm a friendly guy. 
I'll get you on here and uh, we'll talk shit. Um, otherwise, y'all keep listening and I'm going to keep making these episodes. Thanks, y'all. Let me sing a song.